0: Remember that time we bet about who could whistle the lowest? I think that's one of my favorite things I've ever done in my life.
1: Hello, Internet, and welcome to the ADC Horrorcast. This is the Grid with Tal podcast brought to you by us over at ADCHorror.com. I'm Jack, and sitting across from
2: me is Jake. Who's the hot mess now, you salty old douche nozzle? And sitting next to Jake is someone else who really didn't think this through. It's Mark.
1: Hi. For those of you unfamiliar with our Cracker jack operation, we watch and review one horror movie a week, and then we get drunk and argue about it. And this week, we watched 2019's Tone Deaf which was a Jack pick, but was really a Jack's wife's pick. And we will get into that real soon. And fair yeah, warning we will. when we do. I am
0: so confused.
1: <laughs> we are going to spoil the absolute nonsense out of it. So fair warning on that. And hey, we do have a Patreon going right now, but we are not where your money should be headed. So as it has been for over a year, all of our Patreon proceeds are going to support Feeding America. Uh, so if you want to head over to patreon.com slash horror, that's A-T-O-Z-Horror, and support the show at your level of choosing, you can get some cool perks for your troubles while knowing your money is going to a better place than our dumb asses and if you don't want to do that right now or can't afford to that's fine we just appreciate you being here and hanging out with us for this but do do something you can for someone who needs it we continue to use blacklivesmatters.carrd.co as a good list of resources of ways you can help fight systemic racial
0: injustice do do is never not funny jack
1: stop <laughs> stop and yet i always forget to change it in my script it's the here.
0: funniest part of our episode every week
2: <laughs> his opinion is so low
1: <laughs> well hopefully you can have some fun with the horror uh in the horror world with us in the least funny part of the podcast apparently moving forward uh and you know what that means boys it's time to the drunk time to do the getting drunk parts so on that score uh let's do beers for fears i have three beers while i was waiting for you guys to set up so i'm a little li- i'm getting there um,
0: Perfect.
2: uh jake what are your beers for these fears whoa you went to me first whoa weird yeah, so buddy um my beers for these fears i am drinking by double mountain brewing a westerly pilsner bit of a hard movie to beer the reasoning here is obviously a lot of stuff happens to our main character Olive at the beginning of this movie which we will get into and we're not going to spoil it too much right now she needs to get into a more simple westerns like go go west like just hang out and have fun and and don't think about things disconnect go west westerly pilsner
1: i like it mark how about yourself
2: uh, this is she's aw- going
1: east,
0: though.
2: She yeah, starts but in L.A. No, it's a, it's a western state of mind, you know?
0: <laughs> so exactly wrong. No, it's exactly I right. I don't like it. I lied. No, Jack, he's exactly right, I think you'll find. Uh, this is where it gets awkward. Um, I'm also drinking westerly. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> this is where we reveal that we uh, shop at the same beer shop and that this was a
2: particularly hard movie to beer.
0: It,
1: look, was here's this the thing.
0: A- was this a parallel inception thing
1: that you guys came up with it at the same time? Or did you copy one or the other? This copy? is a
2: we're so. recording on a weekend and Mark and I just went and actually enjoyed some beers together. So we did this as quickly as possible.
1: Wow, so you had
0: two minds working together and you still came up with this. Is a good, so, this so is not is my, a bad Let me beer. Th- I just listened to Joyride, so I got this on the brain, but let me tell you what I didn't pick, Jack. Let me tell me what beer I'm not drinking. <laughs> Fuck me.
2: Uh, <laughs> Hell yeah, this guy knows what's up.
0: <laughs> um, I kind of wanted to go with like a seltzer for this, like a hard seltzer sure. to, yeah. to hit that millennial cl- yep. crowd, because that seemed yep. good, but then also all of them looked garbage <laughs> when i was trying to shop through them yep um and i i agree with jake this is this is more metaphor than it is literal but like you go west to reinvent yourself to get out into the wilderness to yeah uh, explore new opportunities and figure out like what the next step of your life is so westerly is what um amanda crew it's is state doing of mind in this movie to to like you know reset that's yeah. what it is Oof.
2: You're never west, even though, if you're she, in LA. even though she's going east. Jack, you're being uh, too literal with it. You're being too literal she, with she's it. Going she inland. starts in
1: L. A. and goes to Nevada. <laughs>
2: yes. You can't really. <laughs> I. You can't get from. She's still Nevada west. T-
0: <laughs> she's still west. People. West. People often say that Nevada is the west of the California. That's a very sure. common turn of phrase. That's what people say. Try That's for... what, so. Are you guys going to
1: win or lose together on this?
2: Ooh. Sure, I'm okay with that. Yeah, yes. I'm okay with it too.
1: We're both going down together. <laughs> Especially um, because you probably won't even lose because I lose every poll. Hell no.
2: I just did a dump of five polls, our patrons will find, and you lost zero of them. (laughs) Oh, fuck yeah. Good. (laughs) It was all Um, Mark and I.
1: I'm drinking a beer by the Ola Brewing Company. Um, Now, Mark, to your point, they're primarily known for seltzers out here and their seltzers are very good, but I'm drinking an island lager by them. It's called a ma'a lager. And ma'a is the Hawaiian word for like becoming accustomed to something through repetitive use. And that's kind of what this movie is about. We've become accustomed to generalizing millennials as lazy, feckless hipsters. We've become accustomed to generalizing baby boomers as racist shitbags. And uh, much like the movie, I don't have anything more to say about it than that it exists.
2: So so Ma'a is becoming accustomed to something through repetitive use.
1: That's my understanding of the word. Yeah, I prefer also...
2: ma- uh, from an efficiency standpoint. <laughs> let me be on <laughs> yeah. on record. I, I mean, prefer it's a, pants a, it's a, it's a, I prefer it's a cool pants word. drunk as well.
1: I, pants truck is good. It's a, it's a cool word. Um, I I get the feeling that the the connotation of the word is more positive vibes than negative vibes. Like I'm using it for, but hey, mm. I'm doing the doing the best I can. Um, you know,
2: like we all yeah. are, Jack.
1: And, and and like the movie, I don't think I have anything more intelligent to say about it than that.
2: I, have, uh, so. I had seen a, a, a good beer for anyone who lives in the Northwest. I, I don't even know who brews this, but there's a beer out there that is from a Northwest brewery. I know that. That's called Hipster Doofus, and that one probably would have worked for this one. Oh, so. yeah. That'd be good. Yeah. Would have worked pretty good. Couldn't she's not it. necessarily hipster. She's not necessarily hipster, nor would I say she's necessarily a doofus, she's... but there is, there's a lot of doofusnesses.
0: I would say, like specifically, she's not a doofus. That's what I'm saying. Because that would be the character. She has a lot of like, but he thinks she she is.
1: She has a lot of lazy hipster indicators, right? With the glasses and the way she dresses, and just like that kind
0: of stuff. Hey, let's talk about this movie, because we're talking a lot about this movie. What <laughs> well, movie is this? Look, yeah, look. The, all the listeners who didn't watch it appropriately are like, what the fuck are they doing right now? <laughs> this, this movie is nuts. Uh, anyway, litigating. drinking
1: drinking beers and watching uh, the movie Tone Deaf isn't the only thing we've done in the horror world, of course, the last week. We might have also experienced some other shit in the horror world, so why don't we talk about... Uh, What's wow, been rocking our horror world, starting, of wow. course, with paying up on Lost Beers for Fear segment, so let's cue that sound effect. Jesus. I forgot, I forgot the segment name. What do you want?
2: I not forgetting the segment name is what I want. I want not forgetting the segment name. <laughs> let's start with that.
3: Mm, beer.
1: Just when I think you couldn't possibly be any dumber, you go and do something like this. What a idiot!
2: You suck!
1: Yeah, jackass all right i have one to talk about in lost beers for fears do either of you guys have anything to talk about here? i do i do jake not. go
2: uh i watched i don't remember the poll or the movie this is for which is super fun so whatever i watched cold skin um i lost a i lost a beers for fears and that's why i watched it like i said can't tell <laughs> you why can't tell you why cold skin so this is the one from i guess like probably about two years ago now you guys remember this it's like a barren crag of rock and there are these dudes in a lighthouse getting yeah, assaulted it's, by it's like the one that was the people. lighthouse basically. Yeah. But they're getting like assaulted by Mermaids. shape of water mermaid yeah. type fish people. Yeah. Um, oh
1: yeah. Okay. And I think so, it's on
0: like Hulu or something. Uh, how did
2: I watch this? I think I wrote that down. It's
0: free on something.
2: Well, I don't think, I think I watched it on, I think, I think it's free on prime. Okay. I think if you have that prime, it's true. free. I do think I watched this on prime and I don't think I paid for it. But if I did, uh, I'm going to be upset. In any case, uh, this is actually, I wasn't excited to watch this at all. I can't remember how it crept into the polls, despite the fact that I think I made this poll. So, uh, I'm batting 1,000 <laughs> right now. In any case, uh, I, I think this is interestingly done, and the guy who did this, Jack, this is probably be a little more interesting to you. His name is Xavier, and I can't pronounce the last name because it's more French, but it would be in English, gems, G-E-M-S, I don't know. He did Frontiers, which is one of the older French extremism horror films.
1: Oh, yeah. This
2: is not that, obviously. (laughs) Like, this is highly atmospheric, and I was super impressed with how well shot it was, great sense of place. I mean, the place is a desolate, craggy, like, kind of sub-arctic island in the middle of nowhere, and you just kind of have... A, a character, there are really two, two guys in this film. That's pretty much it. But a guy is brought to the island to basically be, like, at this weather station. And then there's another guy on the other side of the island who mans the lighthouse. And as the movie unfolds, not to spoil anything, they run into and deal with the prospect of, like, all of these creatures existing amongst them. And uh, the guy who is in the lighthouse in particular has a history with these because he's been there for quite a while. And I would say that it's a pretty disturbing history that he has. And the newer guy is kind of like coming to terms with that and 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 kind of figuring out his place in this little world that they're living in. It's a little bit mysterious. It's very strange. But overall, what I watched this like a month and a half ago, because it's been a long time <laughs> since we talked about this sort of thing. <laughs> uh feet behind the curtain. But it's uh if you don't like periody type pieces, this probably isn't going to be for you because it's a lot of like dudes around turn-of-the-century, 1900-ish era, like, talking. But atmosphere is heavy, and I think that it was really well-made. So it's it's worth watching from just a sense of, like, it's a strange one. So, interesting. If that sounds interesting to you, I would give it a recommend. If period turns you off at all, don't go for it. Like, stay away. So Mark, okay. Brian, I'll you. Yeah, I'm, not, I'm <laughs> yeah. not into this. Cool. That was my <laughs> well... lost beer for fear. I wish I knew what movie that was for, but I don't.
1: Nice. Uh, I had to watch one for Lost Beers for Fears. That was not worth watching uh, on, Jack, in any way, up. shape, or form. Okay. Creature from the
0: Black Lagoon. Jeff, oh, yeah.
1: Ahead. Creature from the
2: Black Lagoon. That, that, that checks
1: out. Yeah. Aquatic creatures. Yeah. Makes sense. Um, I lost the uh, Beers for Fears poll for that? Urban Legend. Mm-bop. Um, Mm-bop. And, Mm-bop. Mark, you yeah. sing
0: I am. Oh,
2: Jake is. <laughs> well, in a
0: weird turn of events, Jake is the one singing Hanson. <laughs> I mean, um, I don't blame you for assuming it was me.
1: <laughs> I, I lost for Urban Legend, uh, so I had to watch Urban Legends colon Final Cut. Which is the third um, one, I think. I think so. That sounds right. It's the Jennifer Morrison one. Um, and it's very, very,
0: very bad. No, wait. It's the second one. Because it's funny because the second one is the final cut and then the third one is Bloody Mary. That's right. Yeah, They made an extra one after the final cut. (laughs) After final cut,
1: yeah. They weren't quite done. Um, This movie sucks real hard. (laughs) Uh, It's dope. Redo your take. It's extremely poor. It's full of what might be cool references to other horror movies, but that's all the movie is. It it like is a loose conglomeration of poorly framed shots that exists solely so the director can like say he's seen Rear Window and has seen Halloween. It really sucks. It's a mess. The acting is disastrous, and I genuinely like Jennifer Morrison. I think she's pretty good. Um, so what I'm sucks. hearing
0: from you is it's a firm recommend. Yeah,
1: <laughs> he <laughs> oh, loved it. My- God. He loved
0: it. He absolutely loved I it. I want to know what happened. I the the only one of these I haven't seen is Bloody Mary, and I kind of want to know what direction that one goes in. Mark, do you like the? Do you like Final Cut? Yeah. Well, it's been. I mean, it's been fifteen at least years since I've seen it, so I'm gonna go with a hard yes.
3: <laughs>
1: My God, it's it's very bad in all the ways that Urban Legend is bad. This is like worse, ratcheted way the fuck up by a lot. Um, and Urban Legend was bad in a lot of ways.
0: Wrong. <laughs> also wrong. <laughs> Urban Legend was fantastic in every way. Okay, wow. All right.
1: Uh, <laughs> um, so that's the only one I got to pay up for. I really didn't enjoy watching it. It is kind of fun to see like a super young Jennifer Morrison head helm a film. Um, but
0: that's all. Mm-hmm. I still have to watch uh Lake of Death or something like that for for Bokeh or something. I can't remember, and I haven't gotten to it yet, but stay tuned, listener. What is, listener. <laughs> what is Lake I, of Death? I don't know. I think, I think we were talking about like Icelandic movies or Northern European movies or something like that. I'm pretty sure it's a foreign language film.
1: I, I still have to watch Mandy at some point. I keep trying to work up to it and then chicken out.
2: I feel like this, I don't know what that one would be for. That feels like it would have had to have been for the that Norwegian. Oh,
0: I lied. It's for Thelma. Yeah, Thelma. It's not for yeah. Bokeh. It's for Thelma.
2: Yeah, I lost Bokeh because I just did the poll for Bokeh. Okay yeah. Anyway, Despite let's cue Scatman. Supplying the Brennavin. Scatman's world. All right, in normal rocking
1: horror worlds, I've got a couple to talk about less than the last couple of weeks, though. Mark, why don't we start with you here? What do you got?
0: Okay, I'm going to need you guys because, as Jake alluded to, it's been a minute. It I'm going to need you to remind me. I normally have a system for this, but I feel like I already talked about it, but it didn't mark it. Have okay. I already talked me. about Army of the Dead. You talked yeah.
1: about um. You talked. You'd watch yes. the first twenty minutes of it. You would gotten until the mm. guy pulls the concrete saw out of the barrel. Yeah, gotcha. it was the, it was
2: the rare midterm take. The mid take. I've yeah. been
0: watching a lot of horror movies five minutes at a time lately. So yeah, it makes me. sense. Um, dude, fucking Army of the Dead is fantastic. <laughs> it's very this, fun. It's very is, good. Yeah. We we needed Zack Snyder to choose a thing that wasn't objectionable for so long in order for him to make his stupid like comic book movie, and this was it. And he did a great job. And I'm for it i've always been a Zack snyder apologist anyway but i i fully recognize he is regrettable in many 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 ways (laughs) um but But this movie does kind of (laughs) rock it translates really well to zombies and obviously i love the have you seen this yet jake no i haven't
2: this to me just seems like the moat like the application of that zombie video game from a few years ago where you're in the mall like the just do that because that was so Zack snyder weird over the top anyway in terms of yeah, towards, to in terms game. of,
0: like, duct-taping uh, chainsaws to, like, a kayak. That's port. kind of
2: what I envisioned this being. It's not haven't...
0: that, but it's close It should to that. be. It's close.
2: Um, it's not to... quite that over-the-top, but it is as Well, stupid. now I just want to see chainsaws duct-taped to a kayak. Well,
0: you should go play... Uh, why am I blanking on what that game is called? I, There's I know. There's three of Same them. Here. I'm stuck on Dead Island, but whatever. Come to me later. It's not, it's not later. that. It's, the um, one. it's not that... I don't know what word you'd use to describe that. It's not that, like... Uh, Can't be like over the top, yeah. But it's way more like action oriented. But it's just as stupid. There's so much detail. I feel like one of the things that Zack Snyder does to movies is he brings a bunch of detail that he asks, he expects people to ask questions about, and then no one asks questions about it. And then as a result, like <laughs> none of those details get fleshed out. And the only thing you see is the outcome. Case in point for this movie, there are zombies that are like made out of electricity for some reason, mm. and when they die, they. Exp- <laughs> <laughs> they, they explode in I like a blue electrical arc thing and no one talks about it. No one fucking talks about it at all. <laughs> it's just they're just in the background, there are zombies that have glowing blue eyes and can control electricity for some reason and no one talks about it. And that's why this movie fucking rules. <laughs> <laughs> that and how weird it is every time Tignataro says anything. <laughs> that is interesting like reading that whole background thing of how they were just like they were done with the movie. And then you know, child, whatever it was, it was kitty porn or some sex offender nonsense what? happened in the background. The guy Chris who was, Delia
1: is a horrible sex monster.
0: Yeah, he was supposed to be in the role. They shot the entire movie, and then he, there were a bunch of upsetting allegations that came out against him that i think have been found somewhat true at this point uh so they decided to pull back the entire final edit of the movie and reshoot it with tig Notaro mm-hmm. alone by herself and then just technology her into the movie it's um, insane how noticeable <laughs> is that i honestly it's it's whenever if she's you on screen, like, it's noticeable it's, maybe it seems like she's it seems like she's there
1: but it feels weird also.
0: Yeah, exactly. It's there it's like a, it's like 5% of your brain is like something is wrong about Got this it. but yeah. you can't really put your it's finger like a, on it. Yeah, okay. And then and every honestly, time they
1: show you they show you every character doing everything except for Tig Notaro. she's like I'll meet you on top of that building that's infested with zombies and then it cuts to her on top of
0: the building like well I made it time for a cigar.
2: Yeah. <laughs> okay.
0: I mean, I don't know I would be interesting to watch the original cut and see like what they changed. But I kind of got the sense that that character was already kind of the secondary, like, different person who went in a different direction to go do helicopter stuff. Anyways, uh, if you want a great set piece action zombie thing, Army of the Dead's on Netflix. I, it, whatever. This is going to come out in, like, fucking September, so you've probably heard about it by now. Oh, I'm getting <laughs> caught up. I'll have you know. <laughs> um,. But yeah, I mean, it was good. It was fantastic. And Jake, the zombie guy of the podcast, is the last person to watch it. So that's, in, that's,
2: I feel jingle. like this check And it's out. on
0: Netflix. So like, fucking watch it.
2: It'd <laughs> be a real deep cut. Uh, there's a
0: lot of things that I want to discuss with you guys about this movie. Like, like I said, the thing about Zack Snyder is like, there's details that need to be unpacked. And uh. no one is willing to unpack them. <laughs> just want to talk about it. We can do it over I beers mark-
2: after I finally watch it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Let's do that. Next up, I had Conjuring the Devil Made Me Do It, which was on HBO. Jack, you talked about this, uh, I guess, two or three episodes now at this point. Two, Um, yeah. And this was a weird one. It's, look, straight up, up front, not as good as the first two. Obviously. But they did do something that I thought was sort of interesting and admirable, which was they turned it into a whodunit. Which is kind of a weird way to take the third of a trilogy around like ghost hunting.
2: When well, you already know what's up, kind of. Yeah.
0: Yeah, you already know what's up. I think the biggest miss for this thing is that there's. It's no- right there on the title. <laughs> there, <laughs> <Duh>. <laughs> did it. The devil, the devil did it. Um, Problem solved. The the thing that's weird about all of this is there's no set piece. I feel like both. What. I feel like both Conjuring One and Conjuring Two have like these big set pieces. That's moments. that's that's what they are. There, there set, is a set remembers. piece.
1: It's less of one. I think the like makeshift. Um, I don't know if it's a. It's not like a veterinary clinic, but like a like a pound or whatever kind of rescue weird ant whatever dirtbag animal farm their landlord is running is it's the it's big like set piece. They have here. a kennel. Yeah, uh, with a bunch of stray animals in it. It's very strange,
0: but that's their set piece, and that their all that piece stuff is, is great. them walking through a set that has animals on it.
1: I mean, I don't know. I, I really like the first, like, half hour what to, for I, all that stuff.
0: What? I, yeah, the setup is always good in these movies. But what I would say is, like, the set piece you need, like, something that there's, there's like, not only is it the setting that's cool, but it's also something that happens there that's creative and interesting and uses, like, elements of the film that has been around Prior to that, and they've introduced in a, in in a way, and you didn't really see that. I coming. feel like
2: two was particularly this the, the, style.
0: It, it's very, it's honestly, it's kind of a weird way to talk about a set piece, but one one of the set pieces I would say from the original movie was like the clapping over the shoulders. Right. Like, that's one of the pieces that people remember. It's a great scare. It's, it's, it's she's down in the basement. It's the culmination of a long thing. And it's the, they were playing this game earlier, which was this, like, fun and weird version of a game that we've all played, which is Hide and Seek. This has, like, none of that. This has none of those, like, building creative scares. I, I think the closest you can get is the scene that you talk, that, that is in the trailer where, um, What's Vera Formiga's character is uh, like running into Lorraine. the quarry. Yeah. Yeah. Lorraine, thank you. Is running into the quarry and gets her, like, her foot pulled on or something like that. But, like, other than that, there's like no big scenes. Hmm. Which is, which is a strange it's a turn, turn for it. The Whoa. other thing that's weird about it, and this was one of the things I brought up when we talked about it on HRR, there's no tertiary. Crooked Man or Annabelle. That's what I was gonna say. Is it yeah, really no. started
2: to go that direction with two? Two to me, it went. It ramped up in terms of like roller coastery set pieceness. Yeah, and now it appears to have gone back down. I, yeah, it's sort like, of. It's like this they movie knew is they simultaneously
1: to... smaller in scope, but also more sprawling. And yeah, I think that's they just, it's... they
0: they knew it was a massive blockbuster franchise. They needed to land it, and they didn't have anything else. They needed to milk out of it. Yeah. And they turn it into a like detective like, okay. movie. Okay. Which is interesting in its own right. And but it's, it's more
2: focused on the Lorraine or the Lorraines, the Warrens than even before, right? Yes. Yeah. Their so, love is re- their relationship. Is the theme of the they movie. always yeah. they
0: always come up, but I mean more yeah, so now. I I would they okay. I mean they're very heavily entrenched. And I also I, I wish I'd written down his name, but I love the guy who's who's uh the priest in this movie. He's in a bunch oh, yeah. of stuff of yeah, yeah, yeah. the knockoff X-Files sure. show that was on Fox forever ago. I like him. He's fun.
1: <laughs> but overall, I mean, I, I didn't love it, Mark. It sounds like you didn't really either.
0: It was fine. It's weird to talk about these movies that you have high expectations for uh, in context of, like, all of the other movies that we watch. Because, like, this is still definitively better than, like, most horror movies that we yeah. spend time with. But it's not; I, it I, doesn't live up to its pedigree of Conjuring 1 and 2.
1: I think it's a perfect kind of linear progression. No, it's not even Downward. quite linear because, yeah, it, this is worse than 2 than 2 was from 1. Like, it's a bigger jump in quality be- between this and 2 than 2 was from 1.
0: Yeah, I'm interested by that because the first time I saw 2, I didn't care for it that much either, but I liked it a lot on a rewatch. So, I don't know. Maybe I'll revisit this one in a few years and think maybe. Hi- more highly of it. But, um, yeah, I mean, they're definitely going down in quality, but that's not bad because they're it's still It's also good. like... No matter like who they got to sliding dir- in a bottle a bunch of times, like whatever. Like fine.
1: there's a, there's only a handful of directors they could have gotten to maintain that James Wan is a master of the
0: form. Like <laughs> to follow James Wan's direction would be tough. Well, especially, you know, fast five was like one of the, <laughs> now that, now that we have it in the rear view mirror, uh, pun intended, I suppose, uh, fast five, everyone is like, didn't he do fast five or did he do four? Uh,
1: I don't know. No, I mean, remember. I've I've always loved fast five.
0: But that was—I I, think—he directed one of those ones that was like the turn of the franchise, where it was like it just went from being stupid bullshit. Half he directed to Fast. To... He directed Furious Seven, buddy. Oh, he did Seven. Okay, well, I'm just talking to my asshole. Whatever. The next <laughs> no. movie I watched <laughs> um, was *Caveat*, which is on Shutter.
2: Ooh, I didn't is quite it? get to this one, but it's on my list. Um, Mark and I—I'm just going to jump in. Mark and I are going to talk about this together. Okay. This is my other. I only have one other, and this is it. So.
0: I do not have. A ton of things to say about this except that it is a relatively slow movie and there is one scene in it that is artisanally crafted and i'm very curious to hear what scene that is
2: in your mind (laughs) mark what do you think i think of this movie i think you liked it a lot i think i liked it a lot too (laughs) this is a jake style movie jack is frozen i'm gonna wait for him to come back Caveat is that style of indie horror movie that relies so heavily on its atmosphere that <laughs> I just sink my teeth into. <laughs> this, this is this is slow burn to the point that I think some people might question the burn. I, however, do not. I think that it is meticulously crafted. It just has to be for the type of person who is willing to like totally shutter themselves into a dark room with it on their biggest screen possible. Get rid of your phone and like let it do its work. Do not question the burn. Do not <laughs> do not. Uh while we were we were off air for just a split second there, Mark, you said something that I thought was interesting. Um because What you said was that this movie was all mise-en-scene.
0: It's 100% (laughs) mise-en-scene.
2: And I don't disagree with that. There was a lot of care given to the sets and to the costumes, which were super important, and to the props, which anyone who saw the trailer saw that bunny.
0: That bunny, though.
2: My God.
0: That's a weird fucking bunny. There's a lot of weird
2: fucking things in this movie, actually. That's
0: a Zack Snyder-esque bunny. No, everyone, everyone thought I had like there's a backstory to it and no one asked about it and they just didn't include it
2: uh I think it's I think it is worth note- so this is an Irish indie horror movie I think it's worth noting the director here Damian McCarthy this is a directorial debut and I was very impressed by what I saw from a directorial debut um but ultimately like this is the type of thing that I typically gravitate towards and you know exactly what I mean by this point I could see it coming up later in the year. I I, I don't it's think a it's a zombie
0: movie. We go. I we don't it. <laughs> think it's,
2: it's not hitting me like recent films that are somewhat similar, like a dark song or anything like that, but it is an untidy atmospheric indie horror that just like, doesn't give a single fuck about satisfying you. Like it goes in, it's heavy on tension, light on caring about what you think It is everything's on a need-to-know basis. You don't know anything about any of these characters outside of what they tell you at that point in time. And just put it on and let it do its work. Like, this is a really good ride, in my opinion.
0: You know how sometimes there are, like, siblings, and, like, one of them grows up to be, like, a doctor, and one of them grows up to be, like, a lawyer, and then one of them grows up to be, like, I don't know, some some hoity-toity business person? I, I, I feel like... Dark song and caveat share DNA in the same way that those siblings share DNA, where they're like (laughs) successful in their own way, but they're doing completely different things. Sure, because I, I, this movie is going to stick with me in a way that like it didn't really like scare me or get under my skin. It had a
2: few scenes that were but it had it
0: did some stuff that was really really cool. Yeah, it just wasn't something that like I was expecting or really. Into, I mean, I obviously watched it. Like, I picked it out to watch it because it seemed interesting. Yeah. It was one of our dark horses for the month, um, and it, you know, it was super easy to see because it's like one of the th- first things you see when you click on Shutter. But uh, I, I wanted to dislike this movie. I think more than I actually did, which is a good sign about it. I like that yeah. very much. The trailer wasn't you great. It. Yeah, the trailer was very bunny drumming bunny heavy. Uh, yeah, the it, drumming yeah. bunny features heavily in this one and is a great prop. But it, it, it also, doesn't feature as heavily to do with the actual story. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't feature as heavily as the trailer
2: would would give off, which is good. because I remember questioning that when I saw the trailer.
0: The, the drumming bunny is like literally someone found that thing in a fucking like secondhand toy store somewhere. And they were like, well, now we have to make a it, horror movie. It's I'm actually contractually obligated by buying this thing that now I have to make a horror.
2: But movie. when you think about those different things and we're not going to get into them because this one should not. Really, I don't think it should be spoiled at all. Don't spoil it for me at all. Yeah. The different things that are creepy in this movie are like wholly unrelated. And it's when you put them together in the setting that it comes together. And I use that with a question mark because it doesn't really like stick the landing if that's what it's even attempting to do. It doesn't
0: stick the landing, but it also doesn't
2: stick the jump. It doesn't. Yeah, but it's not really trying to either. Of, I don't. None think. None of
0: the things are stuck, but also the it's it, also still great for it's some better reason. Better than the sum of all of its parts. Yeah, points, it's and this a weird lot of that is based yeah. on like one or two scenes in the middle that are really well constructed.
2: Interesting. Middle is a stretch, but okay.
0: Well, I mean, yeah, the the the. Neglecting the first 10 and the last 10. The middle 80 are Okay, really good.
2: cool, cool, cool. Jackie should watch this. I think everyone should I'm, watch this. Though. I'm very excited to, to watch it.
1: Remind the listeners what it's called. Caveats on Shutter. Watch and it's it. It's available on
0: Shutter. It's a Shutter exclusive presently. Yeah. yeah, so very excited about that. Mark, do you have anything else? Uh, I'm just going to do a quick. This is a. Everyone loves this. It's it's our favorite segment every year. I'm going to do an E3, E3. 2021 yeah, rundown. Yep. Okay. Uh, E3 was a bit of a miss this year. It went out like a wet fart. Uh, it was. <laughs> It was not only was it still remote, but it was uh, like Sony's pulled out. Everything was. Uh, th-
2: th- I think E three might be dead. E
0: three's fizzling hard right yeah. now. Within two or three years, they're they'll either have to fully reinvent themselves, or uh, they're going the way of the, of the dodo. They just need Griffin McElroy to eat another banana
1: sideways with the peel on to reinvigorate them. That's what I like most about E three. That thing from like twelve years ago.
0: I do not recall that happening, but I appreciate the depth of reference that you usually bring to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know if you want to do a lightning round, I Mark. Got like six what's things it to out? talk out? What What
2: is there for horror
0: lovers? There, wait, there, think, there's a 2D Metroid
1: game that's coming out that's kind of
0: horror-y, right? Uh, yeah, that's Metroid like Dread, I think. Yeah. Um, I You're actually chased the whole time, but
2: that one's getting oh, back God. sort of the
0: sort of the side scrolly thing. That sounds awful. I don't think you're getting chased the whole time. That's like, like just how the, the timer. That sounds up. terrible. No well, like, I don't I don't think you're getting chased the whole time as okay. like one level or maybe a recurring mini okay. boss that you have to fight eventually. It's okay. like a robot that's like climbing after yeah, you. Yeah, whatever. Still... They went back to a side scroll thing. It's a precursor to Metroid Four that's coming in like, I don't know, nineteen years or something like that. But I'm not a Metroid guy. It does look kinda like spooky and like you're getting like the elements of you are weaker than the thing that is chasing yeah. you and you just have to get away from it instead of fighting it is like the horror elements of it but that is coming out that'll be on the switch i don't know eventually i think by the end of the summer that one's coming out relatively soon that's like september or august or something like that that was one of the big surprises of the show we got a few other ones though so we have the sequel to it's not really the sequel but it's a spiritual follow up to left for dead which is called back for blood um similar thing to the you know precursors in the series where it's just like kind of like class based zombie warfare whatever it's Yay. not it's not horror anymore it, it, they're fun it's as just fun, action just an
2: action game yeah it's awesome with, with they're zombies great. okay Yeah, yep. they're,
0: they're fantastic everybody yep. should play those yeah redfall in very much of the similar category so redfall is the name of the uh thing it's it's zom. it's instead of zombies it's vampires and you actually have like superpowers, it seems like. There's a cinematic trailer that was kind of cool, uh, but I don't really, I haven't really seen any of the actual pl- gameplay of it. So who knows if that's actually good or not. But there are two games in that sector that, if you like that type of gameplay, cool. You can either slay zombies or vampires. Congratulations. <laughs> uh, Somerville is the next game from the people who brought you Limbo and Inside. Okay. So love it. Yep. They're yep. great. You guys haven't played Inside yet. Should yes, I've I not it inside. You should. Yes, you can. Yes, you definitely can, and you should. Okay,
2: there are basically no graphics. The uh,
0: there is another. This is the. This is a franchise that I do not have much exposure to at all. But the um, Vampire Masquerade thing is coming out with another one called uh, Swan Song that has. I mean, it's a very like RPG heavy vampire thing. I don't know. It's horror content. Whatever. Uh Gloomwood is a retro horror FPS set in the steampunky Wild West. What? It's like <laughs> this yeah. sounds up my alley. <laughs> uh and it it's something that you could run on like MS DOS, I think, based is it on feature the feature Will Smith. Level. It's very much of a like it's a retro take on like what games used to be. It seemed super cool. There's a lot of like sneaking around based on sight lines of enemies and that sort of stuff. And it's super like bloxy blocky voxel type stuff okay. um, but that one actually seemed like as an indie game it seemed pretty cool it's not like a graphics heavy obviously but yep. gameplay wise it could be very very precise um, Chernobylite is an FBS set against uh, like kind of supernatural Chernobyl so if you missed Stalker I was going to say this feels like this has been done it has been done many times but you never know some of these games get it right some of these games are you know they don't Sure. So that might just be one to keep on your radar. If it comes out and it sucks, then don't play it. If it comes out and it's great, then do. Um, <laughs> and then Silt is the last one that I wanted to highlight. So Silt is—I already talked about Limbo in the in the previous one, Somerville or whatever. But Silt is sort of—it's not from the same creator, but it's very much the same style. It's an under—it's from what I can tell, entirely underwater version of Limbo. Where like you can mind control piranhas and stuff and ch- chase things around. It's a it's a puzzle solver, uh-huh. um, kind of like a side scroller. Not necessarily graphically heavy, but um, you're kind of doing the same thing that you did when you were the silhouette running around doing you know physics puzzles and stuff. That's what Silt sounds like. Um, whatever. If you want to be Aquaman in a horror world, then you can play Silt.
2: Jesus. Okay. There's some, so, there's
0: some cool indie games coming out and there's some like, cool blockbuster games coming out too actually while we're at it. I was just
2: going to say it sounds like video games are in a rut.
0: It's uh they are in a rut. I mean I I think the last year has been pretty tough for development. And the teams, last year's been teams tough that for have everything been, like small and able to I mean that would yeah. have probably been programming yeah. in their basement anyway. Yeah. It's like a single person successful.
2: developer like two people it helps. Right, right, yeah.
0: right. And then the large the companies CD Project Red, and Cyberpunk release oh, have not done so great. Good
2: lord, yeah. What a disaster. Anyways, that was e
0: 2021. I probably didn't hit all Darn, of it. <laughs> <laughs> there you go, that was running around.
2: Jay, how about you, what you got? Thank you, Mark, for the oh, round. Oh, dude, I had, I had caveats, so we're, we're good to move on to your blockbusters buddy
1: <laughs> i i only have one blockbuster this time but i do have okay. a, a recent horror novel that came out this is a movie called moon lake it's by yeah. joe uh, i think he goes by joe r lansdale is his nom de plume he's a pretty established okay. horror suspense author this is a book about like There's a town in Texas where there was a lake that was just... Or a a town that was just fully submerged by water. And so this is kind of set in two time periods. Like, in the earlier time period, this kid's dad kills himself and tries to kill his son by driving them into the lake in his like old suburban in the 50s and so he goes to live with uh, a black family and then later is taken in by his aunt and then as an adult has to like go back to the town to unravel its mysteries and that like weird underwater town thing has a lot of mysteries and it's really creepy really good book it's (laughs) like it's not transcendent like the other joe lansdale stuff i've read like it's just really solid he's got all the beats down he's a really good writer it all works very well and it's a really really enjoyable read but it's not doing anything terribly special uh but if you're looking for a new book this came out in like may i think of this year and it's my favorite of his books that i've read but it's it's uh you know it's not it's not world-changing but it's really really good so i liked that a whole lot um it Mm -hmm. is on the longer side it's like almost 400 pages i think but uh it was really really good
0: it's 900 pages long, um, but it's mediocre. So no. read it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's not mediocre. It's a way above mediocre, especially in the horror novel world. Um. The
0: underwater <laughs> cities are a weird thing that ha- obviously you can't really explore very easily in film. But there's so this is a weird Utah take. There is a town in Utah that you're, if, if you're driving through, kind of like you're going by Fairview, if you know where Fairview is. Oh, my that, God. That's what sort are we of like doing? central southern Utah stripe. <laughs> if oh you're God, driving into that dead. neighborhood there's there's an old town like an old ghost town that was it they it was flooded and there was a landslide and it was abandoned mm-hmm. and if you're driving down the highway you just drive by this sort of like dam reservoir thing and all the entire town is well not the entire town but most of the town is still there and all of the houses are about 75 percent underwater and you can see like you know there's the houses there's like the the big store and stuff like that and it is one of the creepiest, like you're, just, you're on a highway mm-hmm. and you're just driving by the shit and it is fucking creepy. Hmm. <laughs> it's like, it's one of the most like real real world creepy things you can do just like driving randomly through the middle of Utah. Um, and it's, it's just, a, it seems like a good setting. I don't have yeah. any other way of engaging with you, Jack on this topic other than sharing that experience that I have of mine. No, so, I, anyhow. I like it.
1: Um, and it, it seems like a, a cool thing. Like it, it seems, it's, it seems well actualized in here. Like it's based on, you know, he it did his research into it's times this has happened before. Um, anyway, if you're looking for like a, it's not like, it, it's not like a pulpy novel you should just read to dick around with. Uh, but it is a, a cool mystery novel. It's, it, it's not it. but if you're looking for a book, that's a good one. Uh, movies wise, uh, I watched Fear Street uh, parts one and two, which came out on Netflix. I think as we record this, part three came out today. Um, oh, but did it? Okay, so I'm I one so. in.
0: I'm in. I'm in one. I wasn't going to talk about it until I was done with the yeah, whole. Yeah,
1: so I don't really want to dive into it until I watched all three. Jack, uh, I will. I will say it's it's very fun. I don't understand some of the hate I've been seeing towards it online. I, I enjoyed it. It's it's exactly. R.L. Stein. Have you been seeing hate. Yeah, a decent amount. Oh, it's gone. Those... I've
2: I've only seen one thing, and that's basically that it's. Or actually, I've only heard it. It's from you, Mark. Never mind.
0: Yeah, it's, it's like... fucking awesome. Fear yeah. Street is incredible, and people need to shut their. No, but you saw something like that
2: was like it's not. It's like the, you don't want goosebumps, kidsy stuff. Here you go. It's
0: goosebumps if you didn't. If you didn't have the shackles of having to make that them for sounds kids. amazing. Yeah, it's goosebumps
1: stuff, but then also gore and sex.
0: Like it's it's fun. It's good. There is a lot of sex for like. Kids that are juniors in high school supposedly, but also they're like twenty-four. Mark, you just—you didn't have the same
2: experience.
0: I don't know what take that is. What do you mean? I didn't have this is this is especially
1: strange given that we all know aggressively what happened to each other in high school. (laughs) Exactly.
2: I wasn't even at high school. Of course, I didn't have that experience. (laughs) Yeah, I'm
0: not sure you do. Mark, high high school
2: school school. kids are having sex all over the place. Come on, all over—it's an awakening.
1: Okay. So I'll save that till I've watched uh, part 3 and we can talk about all three parts, but Mark, I do believe part 3 is out now. I want to talk about the big one. I watched Werewolves Within.
3: Oh, okay. Uh,
1: I rented this one on Amazon for like 6.99
2: and you hated it.
1: Uh I absolutely did not hate it. Uh <laughs> um, this is like brand new fresh, so I don't want to spoil anything. It's a horror comedy. It's about werewolves. It's starring uh, Sam Richardson and Milana Vaintrab. Uh It is definitely...
0: Is it as good as the video game was, Jack? I don't know about the video just game. Just say yes. Just no, say just say yes. The, the video game, that was a joke. The video game was just werewolves. or gotcha. One Night Ultimate Werewolf or whatever. Uh, it's, it's
1: an unbelievable. I, I, absolutely love this movie. I got a little recency bias. I watched this on uh, Thursday night, so I want to give it a little bit of space, but it is definitely on my list for best of the year so far. Jack. Um, it's fantastic. N-
0: Jack, you've never been susceptible to recency bias. <laughs> never, ever, ever. All. It's not uh, something you've I do. You never said that Bird Box was the best movie of the year oh. that you've seen. Well, I definitely or that didn't. Bright was the best movie of the year that you. I seen. De- okay, so. neither of those things happened. Jack,
2: Bird Box. How's it going to be to have a bird. year where you've watched like more than five movies? That, uh, that was last that year.
1: year. I watched like twenty last year.
2: Oh shit.
1: Yeah. I'm and sorry. this year I'll have
2: watched all of them. So. Um, um He's gonna be our guy this year. <laughs> <laughs> we flipped the script. We flipped the script, and you see, Mark and I just doused I'm, in movies. I will say now. that as a guy yeah, who I knows, like I love Sam anymore.
1: Richardson, and I know Sam Richardson like almost exclusively from his absurd stuff like Detroiters, I Think You Should Leave, and Veep. It's very strange to watch Sam Richardson act very well and act normally and like interact normally with other people. That's a weird, They're,
0: they're clapping, thing. so now you have to come up.
1: <laughs> who doesn't love it when the boss comes up? <laughs> we goosed him. God, if I don't stop, I'm just going to start talking all... I think you should leave season two close. Stop. stop. Look at this guy.
0: His name's Carl Havoc. (laughs) (laughs) You want to run to this guy on the street?
1: Oh, shit.
2: Uh, That's all. Let's go to the feature presentation. (laughs) Yeah, it's only like fucking four hours in.
1: Over at ADZHorror.com this week, we watched 2019's Tone Deaf. Now, this was a jack pick, sort of it was a Jackie Jason pick uh, yeah my lovely wife picked this movie and boys why? i was i was gonna bring in a ringer i was gonna have her here to talk about it to tell you why i was gonna make yeah. her do the 30 second plot synopsis but she fucking left and went to ballet class
2: yeah, because she probably didn't want to do a thirty-second plot synopsis because she hears how much of a disaster those are one hundred percent of the time. So <laughs> she why don't never, you tell us ever
1: ever listened to the podcast, not even a single episode?
2: Jackie, what you're neglecting is the fact that she has to listen to you talk because your voice carries for miles, <laughs> <laughs> so she's heard all of your thirty-second plot synopses, sir. Now, why did she pick this movie? I don't know. I, I oh, like you still her on don't it know when we
1: watched it. She said it was on her list. She saw it. It seemed fun. She'd heard about why? it. Why? How? I don't why know. How? That's how what why? I was gonna. I wanted to quiz her live to get a real react on the podcast about what. I had no idea this existed. Me neither. About how it she didn't found it. An
2: HRR, and we know that we're perfect at selecting <laughs> we, all the movies.
1: We are absolutely perfect. And come out. Um, I don't. Perfect I don't know record. how this ended up on her list, but it ended up on her list. So. Her and my sister and I had a fun night where we got pretty drunk and watched this movie. It was a fun time. Um, but I don't know why this ended up on her list. She's just, just excited to see it. And every now and again, huh. she's like, wait, when she suggests a horror movie to put on the list, I put it on the list. Yeah, I like you put it. it on the list. I get
2: yeah. it. I get it. I was expecting. A- a more satisfying answer i'm not going to lie
1: well look i was expecting her to be here too i haven't i'm not at all it's ready not for about party.
2: her being here it's about you having an answer like what? just through i wanted life. to do it
1: live fuck it we'll do i wanted to fuck it we'll oh, do it live i, see, I, see, I, see. I was well, hoping
2: to but... god damn it jack
1: <laughs> but here we are i take it neither of you boys had seen this before
2: definitely not mark how about you i, I think it, you heard hadn't heard of this, this thing either
0: no, heavens no. What the <laughs> fuck? What, where did this come from? I don't this know, was man. was a blast out of nowhere.
2: Know. I think this came from an alternate dimension. So, hold on. So, we've, we're firmly at, this is just Look, right out of the blue. Here's what happened. This movie is. Hannah this is, tried to buy. You remember that
0: episode of Rick and Morty where they turn on interdimensional cable? No. That, this is where that No, no, out.
1: Mark, here's what happened. Hannah tried to buy a different movie on Amazon, but she Called accidentally Tonda. mistyped her credit card by one number, and what came in the mail was a pink DVD, uh, it was called <laughs> Er, <laughs> And then a finger started growing out of your bathroom faucet. Um, yeah, no,
0: this was this was all Hannah. I hadn't heard of it either, but, um, you know, I uh, was happy. Well, get her to come back from ballet class. The, at the rate we're going, fucking... she's going to be back by, you know, two minutes from now because we have to break every 30 <laughs> seconds for I, I another catastrophe or another.
1: I was kind of stalling because I was hoping she'd come back so I wouldn't have to do the fucking 30-second plot synopsis on this thing.
2: Oh, well, Jack, guess what? (laughs) She's not back. Now it's time. (laughs) She's not back, and we're there. I
0: did my best. My clamp just exploded, and I had (laughs) to figure out how the fuck to fix that thing.
1: And you'd think I would have used that time to read about the movie. Or remember any well, of the characters' you, names, Did you watch but, this movie? Uh, you know you can just watch the movie yeah. and formulate
0: your own opinions on it. You don't have to like <laughs> see what New York Times thought about it or Ebert.com or something. I
1: doubt any of them have reviewed it, man. I don't <laughs>
0: fucking know. <laughs> that's true. That's that's probably true. Total <laughs> blind spot for everybody. Yeah.
2: Literally no one's seen this movie. I don't know if this even qualifies as blind spot. This is a weird one. We're going to have to talk about that. Is your anyway. timer ready? Oh, yes, God, yes. Always.
1: Okay. Olive is a hipster L.A. uh, woman who gets fired, so she rents an Airbnb to get away from things for the weekend. She rents it from Robert Patrick, who's a, what, dickhead baby boomer. Robert Patrick decides he wants to kill her, kills a few other people in the process. There's a different serial killer in the mix. Robert Patrick has weird dreams where he glowers at babies, but then eventually he doesn't kill her. Instead, he gets shot by her mom and then stabbed by her, and the movie just kind of ends.
2: Time. <laughs> Time. <laughs> that's kind of what's up. That's kind of what's up.
0: What know. a stupid plot! It's the stupidest plot I've ever seen. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I mean,
0: I didn't really realize it until the thirty-second plus synopsis. But what a
2: stupid! Fucking it's definitely plot. not the, the stupidest was. plot I've ever seen. But it's very yeah, Mark, stupid. That's, that's no, it's not. It's so bad. Though. That's it's it's. I mean, we're su- we're not supposed to do what the movie does wrong. We're yeah,
1: we're not we're supposed to do what in the fuck subgenres okay, of horror hold this me fits back. into. Hold
2: me back. <laughs> oh god, what? <laughs> um yeah, stalker, Serial Killer. Stalker?
1: Stalker serial soccer. killer, yeah.
2: Okay, that's it. Westerly?
0: Um Westerly is one of the subcategories. Fuck off. <laughs> fuck off. Toast. Hold on. May ah is also one of the subcategories I think it falls into. Ma ah. But thank you okay, for I trying. Close. I, you know what? For for not knowing what the word was and kind of making it up on the fly, I got pretty close. You did kind yeah, of you, get close. You were close.
1: You almost said the name of the street on which I live. Oh, okay. I
2: didn't bring that we're up. We're not going to cool. out that on the air. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't fit in anything else.
0: It's sort well, of, it a of a slasher. It's just a slasher, stalker, yeah. killer
2: thing. Uh, yeah, it's a it's a slasher, stalker, serial killer, thriller thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's a comedy.
0: Oh yeah, it is a comedy. And that's yeah. it. Yeah. And I don't know if we have a category for this but like commentary? But like half baked commentary yeah, where com- you don't really know it, what the point it, of the commentary it is. It says
1: more than it
2: has to say. Oh God, <laughs> it says a lot more than it has to say. Oh my god. This
0: is this is the uh I think we're getting we're we're getting ahead of ourselves here, but this is the movie that like the mic was handed to the person at like the large event and they had a question to
2: ask, and then they just pontificated. They just talked for like five minutes. And they minutes never asked the question. Asking. Question. they yeah. just talked it's, it's the person from the horror film fest here a few years ago that oh I wasn't my an god you guys told me about dude that they was just saying talked about themselves because they're a millennial <laughs> right hey or a, <laughs> or a boomer
0: this movie comes after him notably notably offender
2: you're getting me into nitpicks you might as well just blow the whistle
0: no i don't have the whistle okay. i'm sorry listener yeah, she calls him a home. baby
2: boomer instead of a boomer she would call him a boomer in real life
0: well, I don't Asshole. know about that, but
2: absolutely. We have absolutely. to talk about what
1: the movie does right, boys. Okay? So let's talk
0: about what it does right. Okay, I got do I got two. I got two I want to talk about. <laughs> oh god, you have two. Uh the do, a lot. the dufecta? What's a trifecta with two? What's that called? Bifactor. Bifecta. The tag team, thank you. The tag team of Amanda Crew <laughs> Back and again. Robert Patrick. Their performances are exceptionally good given the fact that the direction of this movie is there
2: is horrible. there is <laughs> there is no uh, there's no issue with the acting. No chops yeah. in this movie. The, the, yeah. They turn
0: in fantastic performances. Absolutely, yeah. Despite all of the
2: things, stacked. despite Absolutely. what a fucking
0: mess it is, they do great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've loved 100%. Amanda Crew forever since her Silicon Valley days. So I had I'd, no
2: idea who that is, but I watched this movie. And thing that this does right is she is super attractive. So
0: she's the, tra- but she's also like an incredible actor. She's, Great, like, she's, I didn't know who it was. Her her general performance is, is really really good. And the other thing I want to highlight though is she's Robert Patrick it. is handed a very strange role in this one where he has to like talk to the camera. He has to play all the, the he has to play like the vulnerable dementia ridden old guy. And then he also has to like kill his best friend while she's strapped to the bed. Like uh, there's, there's, there's have no, to do, yeah ro- ha- have to. Robert Patrick <laughs> is, is playing
1: a character that couldn't possibly exist in any sort of real or conceived world that's coherent. Which at all. he kind of pulls <laughs> off. He I like of yeah, pulls somehow. It off. <laughs> yeah,
0: I like that in that sentence. You just acknowledge the fact that this strip, this stri- this script cannot even be conceived. Oh my god, yeah. it's insane!
1: <laughs> it makes no fucking sense. But he does the, the pull script, it. off. Pulling sc- it off. It, it,
0: I was trying to come up with a good way to describe this, because I think the individually like written dialogue scenes, what is written down for the characters to say, is pretty good. And I think the performances are pretty good, but I think the script is bad. And I don't really know how to elaborate on that. We'll come back to it when we get to what the movie is wrong. But the the performances, from Amanda Crew in general, but from Robert Patrick specifically, is actually kind of notable when you said
1: you've been a fan of amanda crew ever since i didn't think you were gonna say a tv show that came out like three years ago i thought you were gonna say
0: final destination three uh wasn't she like the she was like a younger sister she didn't really have a big role in she was uh, a pretty it was a pretty big role man she was the younger sister of the main character she's in there for like five minutes I mean, sure. I was a big fan of her in that movie. I don't recall her from that movie. <laughs> yeah. I've definitely seen it. And Silicon Valley isn't three years ago. They had seven seasons, and it ended two years. They ago. They had seven seasons. Wait, yes! What?
1: that can't yeah. possibly that be true. That
0: movie's been on. Dude, Aladdin. Aladdin is like twenty-eight years old. Think about that. <laughs> <laughs> <What>? <laughs> <laughs> no, Silicon Valley's been around for a long time. That's she nuts. was. She's been on there since season one, and I mean, that's that show started in like two thousand. I don't know, twelve or something. Yeah, I only watched like one or two seasons of that. Oh, it's good. You should watch the entire thing. Silicon Valley's fucking hilarious. <laughs> that's one of my favorite television shows of all time. It's so good. Uh,
1: that's that's okay.
0: That might be a weird take for me. I don't know. I thought that no, I thought I've that been show hanging was out real, with Mark well for a while
2: and he's already talked about Silicon Valley for like an hour today, so. You know. <laughs>
1: it's, it's 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 such a good show. But uh, Robert pa- out. you're right. Robert Patrick is is the the star of this thing. Is he he is like it's it's a weird combination of I think he's especially terrifying because I saw Terminator Two when I was a kid, but also he was cast in Terminator Two because he's especially terrifying. Like he's he's working both both ends of that axis.
0: I don't, I think you could watch this without having any. I mean, the yeah. people I was watching this with uh, haven't even. I mean, they didn't even connect him to Terminator Two. I don't want to say they didn't. I hate they haven't seen Terminator Two because they well, they're. Have, I mean, it's, it's so has. long ago now, which is but weird, it's not. But. You don't look at him and be like. Boom! That's yeah. the T one thousand, or T twelve hundred, or whatever the fuck he was. Uh, it's it's you watching me. You're like, I think he's kind of vaguely familiar, but he's still just like intimidating. He's there's, I mean, he was also cast as the main villain in the movie The Marine with John Cena from two thousand five. Or like, he's just a good bad guy. He's just a generally intimidating. <laughs> he's a very dude, which I think scary is what guy. you're saying. Yeah, he was. He's cast in these roles because he's just like physically imposing, and even but as what's like, weird a is he's like not old, that
2: physically imposing. He's just emotionally he, imposing. I think he's so. imposing like, for sure. He's yeah. imposing, yeah. but that's actually something that I had the movie does right. It's like he is somebody who I wouldn't want to fuck with, but I can't identify why. He's an imposter. Him.
0: He impo- he's an imposter
2: because he imposes.
0: Does an imposter impose? Are those two words related? Um, yes, to I a mean cer- to
2: a certain degree they're related in the sense that they're both language.
0: <laughs> <laughs> they're both words. <laughs> yeah. Okay, that's my take.
2: <laughs> okay, cool.
0: In the That's sense fun. that he is an imposer, he is an imposter.
2: Oh my god! Oh my god! They—they're more related more than English giving class. credit for.
1: Yeah, um, <laughs> but but even the, the the secondary characters, the the her mom and her mom's weird lover also put in pretty good (laughs) they're like the comedic (laughs) relief characters uh, and they do a pretty good job that the the kid who plays Uriah I've seen him in a bunch of stuff but I can't pinpoint what right now I've seen everyone
2: he's Bo from Superstore Superstore is also super fun I've seen everyone in a bunch of stuff except for whatever
0: Uh, Uriah is Johnny Pemberton okay is his name in real life but he's I mean the one that I recognize him from is he's the he's the douchebag boyfriend of the hot chick from air quotes hot chick from uh, Superstore yikes Gotcha. Why air quotes? That's well, like because that's like the character like, That's the role her. she plays. Yeah. I mean, she uh, is actually quite attractive, but also she's kind of like the airhead millennial. Like, I don't know how. To, I, all I do is use my phone and look at Instagram and stuff like that. That's my whole shtick.
2: And then he's her boyfriend <laughs> oh, and they, get a, they have like a baby, that. I
0: think, at some point. I don't know.
2: Just like that. So kind of like Amanda Cruz character in this movie? Yeah, very similar. Cool. Yeah. Fun.
0: Yep. We got it. He's That's also, he's also been in, like, right. It's Always Sunny and stuff. They both do a very good job as what? well. The, is he in Sunny? What yeah, is he in he's Sunny? in Sunny for two episodes. Oh, and God. And what are they? Don't tell me he's in the background. Are you just reading his IMDb page? And he's like, yeah, he's Peter. I mean, he plays Craig in two episodes of It's Always Sunny. I Tell defi- me what episode Craig is in.
1: I can't remember, but I remember his weird, wispy mustache. <laughs> Mac talks to him and screams at him about something. I can't remember exactly yeah, he what. He was
2: probably one of the kids when he was a kid, when it was like oh, episode is, two. Yeah. When it was like, uh, the, uh, you know, the gang drinking youngsters, national concern. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> um, oh, my God. The movie does nothing else right. Uh, I, I had five bullet points. You said you had two things. Yeah, you did no. say you had two. Things. I had two you things. I wanted, said that. I had
0: two things I wanted to pair together to start segment. What else do you have, Mark? Okay, so Amanda Crew and uh, Robert Patrick were two of the bullet points. The other one was <laughs> that um, I really like these movies where G- I just can picture Jake absolutely shitting himself when there's a massive spider scene. And this one was choice. That's what the movie does wrong. What a great Dude, that- spider scene we have here.
1: It's sort of a great spider scene. It's a great, like, they do a great job, but the- it doesn't it's bite her. It's pretty good, Jack. It doesn't bite her at all. I think it and does. That is
2: not the concerning part for someone who's scared of spiders. I Trust. think It does.
0: Also, it lives in her container case for like two days, but we're not talking about that part. We're talking about the fact that he puts a spider in her
2: uh, she, contact lens case. And then she takes it and just goes, She takes it, it without easy. noticing. It's hanging with a web. You that, can't, it's hanging with the web. I can't. She,
1: I can't. She, she takes it without noticing that instead of a contact lens, it's a full-on it's spider <laughs> and reaches all the way up to her things, eye. Actually, so Those two things actually, so here's here's how my familiar. process
2: went. This, this does belong in what it does right because we're talking about horror movies yes. and things that fuck you up should go and what it does right exactly. and this was not okay for me it wasn't okay i was not okay i so, have
0: never seen someone put a spider in their eye before that's something no this and i like.
2: was not prepared given how this movie had gone because this happens relatively late in the film given how this movie had gone i was not prepared for something like this i it was a totally left field spider moment right so she s- pulls out a spider i'm caught off guard i'm freaking out it goes to the extent of i'm gonna put it in my eye I'm dying and then it's <laughs> hanging off her face with a web. Yeah, that I almost, I almost actually died. And hang.
0: that's, and I was picturing that entire scene in my brain when I was watching those scenes. So um, and it was
2: fun. It was good. I enjoyed that. That's immensely. a good scene. Yeah. And from a horror perspective, that's actually one of the better in, in how it hits because it was so unexpected. That's one of the better spider sequences I've seen in a long time. Cause there was the one in haunt that you in particular Mark, haunt. were like, you're, really this, good. Is the one. <laughs> this was way worse.
0: Yes, I agree. And I mean, that's sort of, it's it's not frequently that we've seen as many movies as we have and we see a thing where the construction of it is, we've seen all of the ingredients before but never in this specific. I'm happy
2: you mentioned that because I wasn't prepared to even talk about it. It was in what the movie does wrong because I hate it, but it does belong in what it does right. <laughs> exactly. That was the scariest part of the film. For by sure. Yes. No. Just, 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 just.
0: The, just, the other scariest just. part of the film that I did also want to bring up is the scene at the end when they're mirroring, when she's when she's been captured by Robert Harvard, uh, Howard, whatever the fuck his name is. His name's not Harvard. No one cares. <laughs> um, when she's like at the piano. Yeah. And he's watching his oh, dead wife yeah, yeah. Edith play the piano, yeah. and she's like playing it above, and the, the, the her like fingers keys themselves are, like... are going down. Yeah, that's a really good sequence too. Like this movie has some interesting horror sequences in them that don't necessarily pay off because of how goofy and weird this movie is, but. And standalone. Some might say they're tone
1: deaf. This movie has no concept of its
0: own tone. We're not I, there no, yet. Li, but... No, 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 Jack, Jack, Jack. Do not do that work for it. Literally, no one is calling this movie tone tone deaf. <laughs> I don't. Th- I <laughs> that mean, is. Wh- this is one of the movies that we've watched that where the name least matches the actual content. I, of I the disagree. Movie. It's, it's not that tone will deaf come up later in the
1: way we would understand a person to be tone deaf, but it mm-hmm. is tone deaf in that it 100 is unaware of its own tone and what it is like how less like it's trying to be. So you're going heavy ironic
0: play. I don't want to give that, I don't want to give it any credit. I'm not putting that in does right. Wait, I mean, where I don't it know does? Where right. you're putting it, dude? Well, I, I have this. It, I have this coming up much later. Okay. We'll put a pin in it. Yeah, we'll, I'm we'll definitely, Jack, definitely Jack not putting is, it. Jack is just right. talking. Jack's just talking. I appreciate that's good as a <laughs> podcast host. He's keep he's keeping the dialogue going. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. He's I do a pro. Like, We've done this for 250 episodes, or the fuck episode we're on.
1: <laughs> I also do like all the kills, right? I think all the kills look good. They're fun. They're gory. They're schlocky. They're splattery. They're all pretty fun and good. Dude, Uriah getting the axe like directly in his forehead is it's
3: fucking So awesome. good.
1: <laughs> but all of them, that I mean, asshole. from the, like killing the the guy and his victims with the hammer in the early scenes is good too.
2: They all look good. They 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 do what they need to do. I'll I'll say that. Exactly. Yeah. They belong in this segment, I suppose. Yeah.
1: And some of the some of the comedy hits well. Like some of the lines are funny. Um, and some of the comedy works well, but Oh, oh
0: totally, dude. Yeah,
2: go fuck a landmine, Jack.
0: <laughs> one, of, one of the things that I had elevated above Neat Pick uh, in this was the whole car wash scene of what do you guys do for fun? Drugs. Drugs. <laughs> That's a very
1: good line. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're the first car I've washed. This is just a front. We sell drugs. <laughs> it's a, uh, that, that whole, a very that good whole like two minute sequence was very very good. Yeah, and it that was, was good
2: because you saw those two characters, her and the guy in the wife beater, for like a ten minute span. You saw them like ten times, just in the background, too, like all around town at the bar. In the hotel parking it's lot. It's a very
0: small town, Jake. Yes,
2: uh, apparently. Yeah, there. It's that's what Westerly towns are like, Mark. Very much Westerly. Yeah. Yes, Westerly. Not okay. Good. <laughs> yeah.
0: I'm out of hard. Does right. Mm-hmm. Uh, me too. That those were the those were the five mm-hmm. I got to all of them. Thank you.
1: Um, uh, in middle, I it I put Robert Patrick's Whoa. dreams, all the dream sequences in Does Middle. Yep, I, put I, had the, that too. I
2: put the monologues here. Can we count those? Okay. Two? Yeah, yeah I think we could probably so put those two together. I, because him as an imposing force delivering those, awesome. Tonally disaster. Yes. Is how I landed but, on that. But then, and I think the dreams are an extension of that.
1: I, I agree. I also, they did serve a purpose. Like, I but with the final scene where she assumes the position of the monologuer talking about yeah. how horse shit baby boomers are it's like i get what you're yeah. trying to say it. everybody sucks and it all comes full circle and generations hate each other and everybody's yes. the same so yeah, like yeah, i yes. get what you're saying you just did a very bad but job also of boomers it are the I, worst. Yes,
2: this movie the, the if you want to ascribe like the the thesis statement of this movie is that generations will not it's, be it's that I there's died. lots of good That's people on not.
0: both sides <laughs>
2: You're doing you're doing a lot of work for I, actually put, it, there, I actually put it towards the opposite. Is there's no one good on any side. Sure. But also true. <laughs> yeah.
0: You're doing a lot, listener. He's doing a lot of work to say this movie has a thesis statement and we'll come Mark,
2: back to Mark, I said if you want to if, put a if you statement. want to say there
0: is a thesis statement yes, and also do a lot of work to dig into how there could be a thesis statement that comes out of this pile of abject nonsense.
1: (laughs) I I don't think it's that. It's like, it's pretty clear what it's trying to say. I don't think
0: it's that abstract. This is, we're getting ahead of ourselves. One of the most half-baked scripts ever oh dude this, this oh, is like i we're mean we're gonna have one we're gonna fun, have a mark we're gonna have a
2: mark is, pie diatribe the funny thing is it. i
0: actually kind of i i mean i like this movie it's fun to watch but it's so weird to see like like we said earlier this is the person who was handed the mic and didn't know what they wanted to ask so they just talked for five minutes and then didn't ask a question <laughs> and you think they had like a little underlying point that they were trying to get to eventually and they never did
2: and do you know what that ends up in mark what middle <laughs> (laughs) It kind of Somehow we got to middle. Yeah, It kind of ends up in middle. Yeah. I mean, it has a
0: style. The thing that's good about it is that there's this sort of stylized element to it where people are delivering monologues direct to camera. That's not something that you see too frequently. It's
2: so weird it and, is so you know, weird robert
0: patrick does a good job amanda crew does a good job at the very end when she's sort of like turning it on his head and doing the millennial version of why
2: boomers. except she suck. says baby boomers which she wouldn't say i mean whatever yeah jake baby i don't understand say, this point I, I would say that, that. baby
0: we are squarely that's, millennials that's like, and i would say baby like, boomers i
2: wouldn't i would just say boomers it's, it's past that point that'd be like calling it pot instead of weed dude no one says i that. call it reefer <laughs> i call it <laughs> doobies <laughs> oh my god.
0: See this is what I'm fucking talking about. You're you're basically a boomer, Jack. <laughs> I call it sativa. I tr- I I research whether or not it's sativa or indica and then I and then I refer to it as the percentage uh-huh. of that. Uh-huh. That's that's the most uh-huh. scientific way of approaching that uh-huh.
2: type of situation, I think. Uh-huh. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I had but, another thing this movie does middle, but, but we haven't which, even talked about the dream sequences yet. We we piled yeah, on to Jake's <laughs> thing of the the My thing was a good. Monologue. My thing was
2: reasonable. good. What? I'm I'm contributing. That was a good take. It was a good take. It that's was a not a fine but we take. Have, it was
1: a fine take. Just and you're like, "Oh, we had to go off on Jake's good take." We no. what we it. have to do is talk about the dream sequences, which Fine, let's do don't it. Don't fit the movie at all. They make absolutely no, no sense. They're abjectly insane but they're also really weird and creepy and i kind of liked watching them and the vision the 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 scene of robert patrick opening the bright red door and then just glowering at a baby dressed like a hipster is going to (laughs) stick with me for a long time i mean at bet
0: like at best it's a perfect encapsulation of how much baby boomers hate modern art and like modern society but also at worst it's complete fucking nonsense that doesn't fit
1: it it is it is a critique of modern art but also weirdly the best modern art I think I've ever seen in my life
0: (laughs) yeah exactly that's the thing about modern art like it's it's both it's good modern art which makes it also horrible
1: (laughs) I don't know I very much aesthetically enjoyed Robert Patrick just absolutely staring
0: down a baby (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> or just like the people grabbing his throat and rotating in circles as you get like the drone shot yeah. of it going above him. I mean, it's it that those scenes are the best like cinematography of the entire movie,
2: for sure. But they also insist upon themselves. They
0: insist upon themselves, but they're supposed to insist upon themselves. But they, but because so it's millenni- fine. They Millennials s- insist upon us. They also serve no purpose. Purpose. They also
1: feel like, oh, shit, we finished this movie and it clocks in at 74 minutes. What
0: can we do to cram another eight minutes in here? Oh, God. Okay, so that gets me to my next point, which will transition us well into what the movie does wrong. There is so much music in this movie <laughs> every single scene scene transition is licensed soundtrack something or other there's i mean there's something or other there the, i mean of the not the individual actual edits <gasps> but of the scenes in this movie there's probably i don't know 20 and there's probably like 24 licensed songs there, every single fucking scene. And what it comes off as is that the director watched it and was like, I'm bored with my own movie. Let's get some music in this bitch.
1: I just realized I fucked up real bad on the Beers for Fears guys. There's a what? beer by the, the Honolulu Beer Works here in town called Pussy Grabs Back. And that was the most prominently featured licensed track they had in this movie, was a song about pussy grabbing back. That's what I should have
0: gone with. That just occurred to me. It's not a song. I think you're thinking of "My Vag" by Aquafina, and the thing you're thinking of is that <laughs> when he's looking her up online, she's holding a sign that "Oh yeah, okay, never back. mind." Yeah, okay. Totally. I mean, yeah. You, yeah. Com- yeah. you
3: can
1: you can kind of combine. So, the guys he is. "My Vag" is like a. Horrible song. Well, yes. well, yes, like, but it's a, it's a like it's a direct parody of my of, dick, which like everything dick. Lil Dicky yeah. has done yeah. is which just is also a horrible. Yeah, song. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Fucking. Well, yeah, no Christ, shit. But Lil like Dicky when it's a
2: parody of a bad song, obviously it's gonna be a bad song.
0: Yeah. Like I don't know. That's what what is your
2: objective? It's more parody than class. I, I
0: want a song called "My Intellectual Perspective." Do it. Okay. They I mean mark, smart. mark, mark Those millennial.
1: songs also suck. They're all by Morrissey and I don't want to listen to any of them. You're wearing you're wearing a pocket
2: t-shirt and you have a one of the like clampy hats. You're the most hipster it's a person I've seen hat. today. What's a clampy Seahawks. hat? Those oh, Seahawks. It has like the it doesn't have it's not snapback. It has like the Jaco. Jaco. Yeah, it's, it's like that. That's hipster. It's what I'm talking about. You no, know, this it's is a Lundberg brand Lundberg brand <laughs> Rice family hat. It doesn't mean anything. I mean, it means something to us. Okay, so I just, I just, hipster. I just
0: want the world to know that I don't know what brand of hat I'm wearing. I got it because it has the Seahawks logo on it. Uh, I just want to separate myself from this entire conversation. Thank oh. you. This is you're
2: l- still wearing the pocket t-shirt though.
0: Lundberg t-shirt Rice t-shirt. I from a brewery in I Seattle. Can, I can put sharpies in this pocket. Yeah. See. Yeah. If
1: I
2: want to draw. But on you stuff. don't because you're a hipster.
1: Jake, no, you're arguing that we're hipsters because we're not wearing snapback hats like all the ones you own, all your flat brim snapback trucker hats. I don't have any. Fl- I
2: don't have flat brim. This is you Your entire at collection other. is flat brim snapback <laughs> we've, trucker we've, hats. I actually only have like. Is this no. suddenly like this is like a Jerry Springer episode? <laughs> yeah, yeah. We just flipped it on you. You're trapped here, Jake. <laughs> Everyone's fighting now.
3: <laughs>
0: we're that's, all fighting that's, and that's what this movie does is it just be, it sets people against each other because generations hate each other no, exactly. no but now that
1: we're in what it does wrong this movie has absolutely nothing to say other than baby boomers hate millennials and millennials hate baby boomers except for i guess if you if you follow the movie's logic baby boomers hate millennials because they're arguably vapid and millennials hate baby boomers because they're genuinely racist murderous assholes like the I movie is a side you can
2: take here <laughs> yeah. yeah i think this movie was made by someone closer to a millennial than a baby for boomer. sure yeah
0: i would guess yeah and and that's i mean this movie reeks of something that is absolutely half-baked where it's yeah. just a one-sided take veiled in some type of I'm going to try and make this more complex than it needs to be. I'm going to try and tell both sides of the story, but I'm also going to put my thumb on the scale yeah, totally. as to what this actually needs to be. I mean, and even even if you just do give it the benefit of the doubt of this is just generations fighting, there's so much extra detail here that doesn't need to exist. Mm-hmm. This is a, I mean, at best, 50-minute movie that got turned into 90 minutes. With extra detail. 50 minutes is such a weird amount. Guys, guys, guys. We haven't even talked about the serial killer subplot. There's a serial killer subplot. Oh my God. Hold on. <laughs> We're going to get to that in a second. There's a serial killer subplot. There's a whole side plot about his wife maybe being driven to suicide by his own, like, ner- neuroses. like he's, he, neuroses. What is, neuroses. Neuroses. <laughs> neuroses. Neuroses. I, I said it weird. Whatever. I, we've been drinking since. like Collabs,
2: now. dude. We've been drinking Collabs. <laughs>
0: There's the there's the flat tire scene on the side of the road where, like, his son is good, and that's, like, the whole point, except it's shot as a weird tension scene, like he's going to kill both of them, but then they get off anyway. Also, I think there's- his son
1: is gay at the end of it,
0: which would upset him based on the dreams he was having. There's... Uh, do we know that outside Whatever. of the outside of the points uh, there's there's a shot where he throws a bag full of dead bodies over the side yeah. of the highway and there's a hobo that finds it yeah that's only i mean it's maybe 10 seconds long but why the fuck is that in this movie there's the rivers are they, drying up mark there's there's robert oh, yeah. patrick <laughs> there's robert patrick also killing a hobo that might be the same hobo we don't really know I think it is actually later on his property for absolutely no reason, like there is not a- even on his property, in- just getting to know his neighbors. Yeah, he's just getting to know his neighbors. There's so much in this. There's that so much of nothing. Does not yeah. need to exist. This movie Maybe this that's is the commentary. This movie this is a th- actually, you know what? This is like a thirty-minute. That's the thing. commentary. This, is, this story could be told in thirty minutes and it's ninety minutes long.
2: Th- this movie is oh,
1: very God. well directed and very poorly written.
0: Like it, it needs
2: that was yeah exactly. That was my co- <laughs> my main comment was this movie felt it was barely 90 minutes and it felt like it was seven hours long and that's because it could have been told in i mean 20 to 30 minutes and
0: it seems like a bad place to say this but this was written and directed by richard bates jr so i mean congratulations you made a movie uh there were good aspects of it but wow it was bad
1: i I think he made no no, (laughs) i I don't think he made a
0: bad movie like
1: there's a lot of good stuff about it you just maybe you should get an editor in there right not write your own stuff
2: (laughs) did he write it Yes. This yeah, is, I mean, this just, get, is a just get an editor.
0: Like there were, I, th- I, dial I, it know. in, dial it in. I wouldn't sir. say
2: from like a way everything was shot standpoint, this was necessarily bad. It was just that you shot all this shit you didn't need to shoot.
0: Well, and you can shoot all the shit, and then you also need to, your like, your
2: conceit Choose, it. choose
1: what your you're doing. yeah. Your conceit wasn't good. If you want to like, if you want to make a movie sure. like this, have something interesting to say about how the generations. But hate from, each from other. a directoral
2: this, standpoint, when you're thinking about how the scenes unfolded, it's like, good. I think there was enough. It's good. good here. Yeah, what we are actually like zoning in on as being the problem is that there was just absolutely like it's a, zero. It's a hey, bad we screenplay. Don't need this. There, there's yeah. no
0: connective tissue,
2: and and yeah. to get back to what I
0: was saying earlier, the individual scenes of people talking to each other has actually like pretty good dialogue written into it. I don't think I, maybe I'm wrong, but I didn't get the sense that there was a lot of um, improv going on between actors here. This was mostly like a written script that people were executing, and it was well done. The dialogue, the lines that people are reading, are well written, but then the dialogue direction is not great yeah the, the and the scenes themselves do not stick together because it just seems like a jigsaw puzzle from like three different boxes exactly
1: it's why this it's not even that the script was necessarily bad the screenplay is bad it's it's a bad like conceit story start to finish but it's all well yeah. done every
0: part of it is like well put together it just I mean,
1: didn't all belong okay. together
0: yes yes <laughs> I'm okay with that. I'm okay yeah, with that I take think that's, as a whole. I agree with that take. Yeah. Okay, we got it. We got it in the can. Let's go to ratings. No, I'm, we still have more I mean, to talk about. But do we? <laughs>
1: I do don't we? have anything else that like does wrong necessarily. It doesn't do a lot wrong once you get past like its general
0: conceit and message. And I, while we're while we're just putting the director on blast, I did kind of want want to talk about like the weird, dumb, artsy camera shit, which goes back to my theory that he watched the final cut of the movie and was like. I need to jazz this shit up. Because You're talking about the boring like, the
2: dreams and stuff again.
0: Well, there's the dreams, there's the immense amount of licensed music, but then there's also just like camera not stuff. Camera shit. No, this is this is camera stuff. There's there's so the one that is probably most memorable is the uh like collapsing tunnel vision yeah. shot where yeah. she's praying. But then there's also when he's killing um Agnes? That's her name, right? Yeah. When Robert Patrick is killing Agnes and they do a very kinetic, like, jumpy camera thing. And then also when Robert Patrick dies at the end and Amanda Crew is stabbing him, they do a random cut to, like, a clay model of a heart. It's not clay. It's That
2: was weird. I forgot about that. Yeah,
0: they do a lot of... It wasn't quite a House
2: MD
1: episode because it wasn't bad CG, but it was, like, akin to that. Yeah, it was like a
2: Tool music video all of a sudden. Almost, Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
0: They scatter these... Weird, like, directorial indulgences throughout the entire movie. And they're not necessarily what the movie does wrong, but once I realized that the people who were watching this movie were bored while watching it and tried to figure out how to jazz it up, they fit in perfectly. And I was like, oh, I get it. This is a boring movie, and you made yeah, and you realized that while you were trying to put it out, and you tried to jazz this up. I get it now; I understand. So Hannah has been home
1: for a bit and has been texting me, apparently, and she's indicated that she thinks the movie like does a good job of encapsulating both things that are right and things that are wrong with the world, it just like doesn't do a good job differentiating
0: between the two. I agree with that. So it's just a shotgun approach. I'm just gonna vomit my words onto the screen, and you know what? Some of them are gonna be words and some of them are gonna be not Sounds
2: words. Sounds like a millennial take, by but even Walmart. even with
1: your even with your
2: camera work argument,
1: Mark, I, I, I agree, but none of those camera shots are bad. They're just like
0: they're not all working towards the same thing. Like they they are no. cool shots. That's what's frustrating about this movie is it should have a thesis statement. It's pr- positing itself as a thing that has a thesis statement, and it doesn't have one at all. But once you get once you get to the final byline, it's just like, um, I don't know, people be people, I guess. <laughs> yeah, right.
1: But what's what's interesting is that a lot of movies, even like this movie, is cohesive towards nothing right the, the 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 director had the ability to like make the visual storytelling and his camera work like all he had he knows what he's doing with making it look like something it's just what he wants it to look like like what he's
0: all working towards is muddled and messy well and look like is one thing cuz that's like a visual thing but also it just it doesn't have a point it's literally pointless I mean it's it's I don't it, I don't even know it, I don't even know what the script is trying to get. If you're for. being
1: very generous, the script is saying it's all nihilistic, right? The generations hate each other and it doesn't really matter. We
0: all become each other. Nihilism is the easiest fucking point to make ever. So but like, that is a, but that's, that's not, not a point. It is not a point. I think nihilism no, is a point. No, you can't just disregard
2: nihilism, dude.
0: We all understand nihilism, so you can't understand anything. You can't figure out how to put a point on it, so everything is fucked, and we're just all But that is a point. Co- it you're might be a lazy point, but
2: it is a point. Yeah, you're saying it's Fine. an easy way out.
0: Fine. Yeah, it's an easy way out, yeah. and it's exceptionally lazy. I guess technically it is a point, but let me regard my earlier take. Let me retake my earlier take as saying you can't just do that. That's bullshit. <laughs> we know that
2: already. You're not bringing anything new to the table. Yeah, for oh, for sure. Yes, and that's Nothing where this new movie ended. Yeah. Yeah, nothing new is broad. No one's arguing that. Yeah,
0: if you just end with nihilism's an option, then you're an idiot and you need to figure out how to tighten your script up, but
2: <laughs> I don't think that's a tightening the script. I I think this this script. is no, the one thing that got Mark so you fired need to up and What an the fuck you're trying to say?
0: That's a different script. You can you can get to a point with this script. You just need to revise it a couple times to actually land on the side of the fence. You can't just say, I don't have an opinion. I think Nihilism. I think this movie got pretty close to something because I can't imagine why Mark is so
1: fired up and angry about this one and not any... This is the most yeah. angry I've heard you about a movie, Mark.
0: No, no, no. <laughs> I, just, I just get pissed off about about filmmakers trying to make deep points about my nihilism and then people attaching themselves to it this is exactly we're, the same we're take zone, we're this zoning is the same in. take I had with the yeah. ghost story yeah this exactly is literally yeah. the same yeah. thing yeah, yeah, yeah. where there's just a guy who posits himself as some like deep philosopher who by the way is shirtless and wearing overalls and he's just like you know someday the uh, <laughs> universe is gonna explode and we're just gonna be gone and what do you think about that and what is existence whoa did I blow your mind yeah. no you're a fucking moron nihilism <laughs> sucks yeah, this where guy's a much <laughs> going this
1: Guys, a much better director than he is a writer.
0: <laughs> God, keep going. Let's go to nitpicks. I don't have a whistle, so <whistles> there we go. Nailed it.
1: <laughs> what the fuck? That's all we're gonna do for you? Haven't forgotten your whistle? I don't know, you want to
0: train whistle? Do a train whistle? No, but
1: I'll edit. I'll look here. I'm about to whistle with my mouth. This is only my mouth. Whistle right
0: now. Remember that time we bet about who could whistle the lowest? I think that's one of my favorite things I've ever done in my life. And I won. <laughs> you won by a bunch of subjective listeners. I won by the metric to, we decided we'd use. <laughs> which was a bunch of subjective idiots who don't know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's fine. I, I, I signed up for it. I lost the bet, and I drank a lot of beer. <laughs> we were all super drunk. It was great.
1: Um, My that's first that's one fair. is a neat pick. Uh, I hadn't heard the term "paternity leave" before. When they're like doing the millennials taking time off work for things they shouldn't, because they got a new pet. Paternity leave is a uh, is is a good
0: um good good thing. So good wordplay from a thing that this movie didn't create. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Good. I liked the. Uh, this was a not pick, really, but I oh. like the scene of there's at early on in the movie. Robert Patrick is sneaking around in the background, and he's doing like legitimately like the the mask like tippy toes in the background. Where he's like, cr- it's like literally one scene where she's she's not on a video camera. I think she's talking to her mom or something like that on the phone, and he's in the background. He just does like a quick little tiptoe thing behind, and it's supposed to be menacing, and it is cute and. Holy I don't dreams. think it's supposed to be
1: menacing. I think it's supposed to be funny because they even use the music like from Scooby Doo, and they're sneaking around like. Dun, 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 dun,
0: dun. <laughs> uh, maybe, maybe if it. I mean, if that's what they were setting up, then this gets escalated. A neat pick. I thought they were trying to make it menacing, and it's not menacing at all. But that just all.
2: contributes further to like the weird tonality of this movie. Yeah, it's tone deaf. Totally. Oh, we never even brought up the fucking name. It, well, the movie nitpick. is tone deaf. The movie does not that understand its tone. <laughs> the nitpick is the t- title doesn't really fucking make sense. Okay, yeah, I'm fine with that.
0: Okay, so we've talked about the name of the movie as not actually meaning anything at all. Yeah. Fact.
2: Similar to the entire script. Yeah. Similar to everything about this movie, right? Yeah. yeah.
0: yeah exactly. Yep,
2: exactly. Uh that love seat
1: is cannot be the best place to take a nap in that enormous fucking mansion. The love seat on which she does not fit even at all is the wrong place to take a nap. It,
0: was you it know. just me,
2: or did it not look like an enormous fucking mansion from the outside? If it's cozy, it's cozy.
0: You never know. I mean, some of those like kind of rectangular houses, they can go back a ways.
2: Mm.
0: It looked like so, a pretty I'd big mansion. Like, this looks me.
2: like a normal house, and then she was inside, and I was like, "Damn!"
0: I don't think we ever got a shot of it from like the side, so you don't know. You don't know what they. They showed
1: uh, uh, the what was it, Edith? Totally. I hate you so much. <laughs> what, what, what was the <laughs> woman who he murders? They showed
0: the neighbor's Agnes. house. Agnes. The Agnes. neighbor's house is small. Yeah, she lives in, like, a ramshackle little, like, shed. Stone
1: hut built into the side of a
0: hill. It's kind of a cool which place. Which is sick. Yeah. Yeah. It's very western She lives in Hobbiton.
1: Yeah.
3: <laughs>
0: hey,
1: why do protagonists always pick the most unnecessarily enormous pot in which to cook something that requires, like, two cups of water maximum?
2: Oh, my God. She's making- uh,
0: she, um, I, re- I really would have loved it had she tried to make a,
2: a broiled One egg. Bo- a broiled egg in a pot? A broiled <laughs> Br- I think he means broasted egg.
0: <laughs> Either way, it's wrong.
2: <laughs> She's broasting an egg. I
0: can't think of words right now. Egg I'm a of? boiled egg? I don't it? know. A hard no, boiled egg? No, the spinny one. The spinny poached. A poached <laughs> egg.
1: From Radder. We were talking about Radder. I, I understand, Mark. <laughs> Radder. Uh, but she picks that like an enormous stock pot to cook one package of Annie's mac and cheese. <laughs>
2: It's so good. It,
1: it, you gotta hunt. You gotta also hunt though. For the individual macaroni neat pick. Was it Annie's? I I didn't. You never see a box, but it looked like Annie's to me. Oh
2: oh! If it I were mean, Annie's, that would be a neat pick because, duh. Millennials, yeah, that's can. a hipster Annie's millennial thing, the right there. Bastard. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Uh,
1: hey, the serial Why'd... killer's clothes would not fit Robert Patrick even at all. And look, I'm not no. trying to body shame Robert Patrick. Oh. They wouldn't fit me either. But those were <laughs> tight clothes on a slim they were gentleman. Just, I mean,
0: they're just they're just and, different guys. And as general evidence of the severe ADD of the person who wrote this movie, why is that even a scene? Why does Robert Patrick walk out in a cow in cowboy attire? I get that it was the stuff that the other serial killer was wearing. But why? No. Why does that scene exist? What does it signify? Literally what, no is reason. Is a change in his character? Literally no, no reason. No, it's not. Yeah. Because he just walked in and killed a bunch of people, and that's already what he was doing. Yep.
1: No, it has it has no significance, and also the clothes wouldn't fit him. And, like, both sets of clothes are skin tight to the respective uh, wearers, and those two gentlemen are not of the same body type. No, they are not.
2: <laughs> it's a fact.
0: Is it, is it, I'm going really, to go out on a limb Really? Is it an homage, hold on, Jack, is it an homage to T2, It could. where <laughs> Arnold steals the, the clothes? I need your clothes, oh, your boots, shit. and your
1: motorcycle.
0: It is. I'll take it. I'll, okay, I'll but take But what that. really would have happened now is
1: it would have been, he would have walked out of there like me wearing Jake's clothes is what it actually would have looked like.
2: <laughs> That's rude. Oh Mark's about to
1: spit beer out.
2: That's so rude. I hate you guys.
1: What well, Jake? Whatever, I'm I, I feel like I'm the one who's uh, demeaned by that statement.
2: Probably. I'm just smaller, you know. Yours bigger.
0: <laughs> that would have been the best possible outcome of that entire sequence. World keeps spinning. Is there, they're they're <laughs> so small? They're really tight. <laughs> he walks out and he can't even move his arms. <laughs> and, like the buttons are popping up. <laughs>
2: Fuck! We could have done a better job with this.
0: <laughs> it's a real, it's a real Carl
1: Havoc type of situation. <laughs> I don't even want to be around anymore. <laughs> it's so heavy. It's so hot. <laughs> <sighs> uh, hey, it is.
3: Uh,
1: when I think her reactions to people being in the house are at all times wrong and not intense enough.
0: Yeah. People are just in this house, and she's she's in an Airbnb, and there's just like homeboys walking around, very
1: okay with it. But then, when the pictures are all turned around, and she calls him, and he's like, "Oh, that was uh, Agnes. She must have been in there." Like she's just like, "Oh, okay, thanks. I feel better now." I I sent
0: her up there to check on you, and she turned all of the the photos around. I was
1: like, "Wait a minute, hold on." Nope,
0: absolutely not. (laughs) Oh, oh, old Agnes. She just scratches the eyes out of photographs every once in a while, and we'll just take a cigarette. Her reactions, especially as like a, she's harmless.
1: Especially if her character is supposed to be like a frightened millennial like I don't understand that she's so 100% fine with everything that happens in this nightmare house (laughs)
3: she's she's in bed on the
1: second floor and the dude's son just (laughs) wanders up the stairs
2: (laughs) and she screams for a split second and then
0: she's like okay this is fine oh it's cool I'm the son oh yeah that's yeah and he's like can I can I pitch you
2: my shark tank elevator pitch please oh my god She's she's like no leave but, I mean, it's not, it's not aggressive enough. But also, he was a good guy, so that was a totally... Apparently, he just disappeared. We don't know. He knows how to change a tire. We don't know anything. We know that he knows how
0: to change a That's tire. That's it. Isn't the, he the one who does it later? I don't fucking know He's Mark. the one who comes up on his on her mom later. Oh, my God. Do you, really? I thought, isn't that the same person? I don't know.
1: Dude. While we're but... on reactions or, or actions that don't make sense by the characters, Nelson Franklin, I don't know his character's name in the movie... He's calling his ex girlfriend to want to get to ba- get want to get back together with her. While he's in bed with his sleeping
0: new girlfriend, it, Nelson Franklin is the IT guy from the office. That's the one. Yes. Her original boyfriend. Yeah. Yeah. Very yeah, weird. weird. I don't get any of that. Very. He's weird. the only one that doesn't show up in the weird like psychedelic trip of what went wrong I, with I his was previous boyfriend. I was waiting boyfriends. for a Nelson Franklin appearance in that trip. I love that guy. That would have been a great little like spot thing for him. I mean, it's already a weird role. This movie's full of weird roles. Let's talk about Ray Weiss as the dad who kills himself and then has a random monologue of, I, want, I only wanted to launch myself <laughs> into space to piss your, other, your mother off. It insane. Great. It's just such a... Str- Ugh, this whole movie, this whole fucking movie just doesn't know... It has so many good things going for it, and then it has so many stupid things that it does wrong. <laughs> just missteps. Yeah. I did like Ray Weiss. That's a neat pick, Ray, Ray Weiss. Ray
1: Weiss and Nelson Franklin, man. I always love it when Nelson Franklin shows up. I really wanted to like that uh sitcom he was in that he he was like the male lead of about the woman who was a soldier who opened a bar in her backyard. Abby's? Was that called Abby's?
0: What? Jack, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna. I think it was called. Ab- stop it right lasted there. like less yeah. than a full season. I kind no like uh-huh. uh-huh. I wanted to like that That's show. Uh huh. I wanted to like that show. That's cool. I was unaware of I shows the, the you guys shows. The, I the the girl who was the
1: the the Tom's girlfriend from Parks and Rec was the
0: lead of that show. Remember how I was talking about how this movie has a bunch of directorial like indulgences that don't need to be there. Uh huh. I would like to talk for a moment as nitpick about why a CG fly lands on the camera lens and then flies into Amanda Cruz's mouth. Yeah, that scene briefly was absolutely buck dog. wild. I don't even remember that. It doesn't. It it is one of many things. That does not need to exist <laughs> in the in the pantheon of film as a whole and also in this movie specifically. But, <laughs> in the Mark, I did
1: film. also really like that scene because it was exemplary of a lot of the times I try to go for a run. Like, I walk out my front and door and that, then a fly that. flies into my Which mouth you- and I'm like... Pff. Well, fuck! I certainly can't run now. I'm going back inside. Fuck this.
2: <laughs> so it was perfect.
0: I I enjoyed it. Yeah, the scene makes you're no sense. You're such a
2: millennial, but you're such a millennial. <laughs> I am. Yes.
0: I, that I mean, that was that was one of the first things that was just like these people got so fucking bored making this movie. They decided to include a scene where there's a fly, a fly that they're making up and putting on the camera. They're directing a crew to walk out, jog a little bit on the like in place, and then choke and then walk back inside. <laughs> Yeah, which like it's going to be hilarious. We're going to put a we're going to put a fly on the screen and they're going to fly
1: around and they are going to zip into your mouth and you're going to be like, oh, yeah, like
0: that's a like that's a universally identifiable thing that's happened to all of us. Jack just said, yeah, he's a psychopath. Well, (laughs) he
2: didn't help. He didn't help your point, Mark. No, he didn't. (laughs) I yeah. <laughs> didn't.
0: I should have signposted. No, Mark, I, I agree with that you that the scene agree. makes
1: no fucking sense in the context of the movie, but I like how it ended. It's also like that fly, le- a bug landing on the camera lens is such a specific, like, cinematographic usage so frequently to make you uncomfortable with, like, being aware of a camera that's filming things. And this movie uses it for absolutely nothing. Is this movie found footage? <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> <laughs> I have one oh, last gosh. one
0: that's like an actual nitpick. We haven't had an actual nitpick on here in a while. It's just us talking shit about like script aspects uh, d- stuff. hard why, to disagree. Why see
1: all of the things I've said.
0: Why wow. does so Robert Patrick is a baby boomer, hates technology in general, hates the world the way the world is going. He has high speed internet Wi Fi router like spread throughout his entire house to the point where she can go into basically in any room and have High-speed uh, like video conferencing software running just
2: seamlessly. Yeah, he has an Airbnb. So he,
0: he also that's that's what I'm saying. That's my nitpick. It's like this a no, no, no. It, that, He's a very solid like Airbnb host. It's part of the movie. Well, he
2: had someone else install it, dude. It's part of the movie's quote-unquote commentary.
0: Mark.
1: He's got a cell phone, but he doesn't like texting. Like he's got he's using all the stuff. He just purports to not like it.
0: Yeah in the same vein he's like really good at looking up people that he's renting to like he's able to find her on Google or Meta, excuse me. He's able to find her on Meta search within a few seconds. Like I, it's just a weird character trait that they include for I him think that's, where he's like
1: That's part of the commentary. It's fine. I get it means
0: he's, he's able evolved. to
2: participate in this new society. He, doesn't he like just like he just chooses not to. Fine,
0: yeah. sure. I guess that's okay. But it it was just it was it was something for me that stuck out a little bit that was like he has like a freaking nice router in this house that is 7000 square feet that you can yeah. just walk around and always have internet access no matter what apparently
1: or she's just got a good data plan and can do it all on mobile data She's hotspotting it you
0: think she's hotspotting it It's all
1: from her phone or computer or hotspotting it yeah it's all fine
0: Okay maybe it's a hotspot It's not a hotspot That's how I'm presently talking to you guys It's a pick yeah this is this is coming to you from the great internet outage of like a middle Honolulu uh, neighborhood of 2021. Yeah man. I'm sure that's how the, that's how the history books will write about it. <laughs> We're making it happen live. The
1: internet was down for 20 plus minutes here. It was a disaster.
2: <laughs>
0: I do love that she drives a Prius. That was the only thing I wanted to sneak in. I think that's a good little trick. With a there.
2: coexist sticker. Yeah. I love the look. <laughs> nit, neat pick. The look he gives the coexist sticker. They,
0: they do a lot of good. And this was actually one yeah. of the things. So like I said earlier, I watched this with some some family of mine that don't particularly like horror movies. And the one thing that they highlighted about this was that they thought it was a pretty good send up of millennial culture. <laughs> and I agree. They did a good job. Like, the subtle stuff about, like, the the coexist sticker and the Priuses and stuff.
2: hmm
0: Like, what kind of idiot would drive a Prius? I know. who,
2: we'd <laughs> I, I, Dude, exactly. I feel like I
1: can say this now. The uh, the uh, Boise Police Department had a Sting car for a while with an undercover officer that drove a Prius with a coexist sticker on it um, in, like, 2014,
0: the 2014 to 2017. And that undercover era. officer was just trying to buy weed, or what was the point of this? To buy drugs. Undercover. Oh, okay. Gotcha, gotcha.
1: Yeah. And- it worked really well because he looked like such a fucking nerd. Yeah.
2: <laughs> well, <laughs> let me tell you.
0: I don't have a coexistence around my Prius. Okay? So, yeah. Yeah, I Listener, down Mark down. drives a Prius. That's the bit. <laughs> I've driven a Prius since 2008. Her name is Penny, and she's awesome.
2: Oh, my God. Let's go to Ray. Absolutely.
0: <laughs> And it goes a little something
1: like this. Tag team back again. Check it to record, let's begin. We over at ADC Horror use a 1 through 10 rating system to rate the movies we watch. For one, think of a Santa would rate getting tattoos. It's if you get a tattoo, you don't get anything for Christmas? Not that year. You think getting a tattoo is good? No. Getting a tattoo is not good. And for 10, think of a Santa would rate the amount of cocks he's seen. What are we? 10 years old? I've seen every cock on the planet. Story is the first getting words to rate these movies. So I'm gonna rate the thing for story. I'm gonna give it a three for story. It's poorly written. Uh it it, it is um this movie's weakest point is like it it ha- it wants to have something to say, but it doesn't do a good job actualizing what that thing is. I, I like kind of see what they're going for at the end. I kind of like the way it ties in with giving Robert Patrick the weird uh, like two camera aside throughout the whole thing until the very end when he dies. And then they give the the female lead, the, whose name I don't remember uh, right now, the the, the aside. Thank you. Olivia. Um, Olive.
3: Olive. Yeah. Thank you.
1: And uh, but I mean, they don't do a good job of that. Like when you're watching Robert Patrick do those asides, it doesn't work well. This isn't particularly well written. Jake, what's your story score?
2: Yeah, I mean, I gave it a three for pretty much the same reasons. I don't have a lot to add here. It it just doesn't amount to much. <laughs> when you think about story, it's like, what do you have to say? What is your thesis? We've talked about this ad nauseum. It just doesn't have much. Yep,
0: Mark. I went a little bit higher. I gave it a four, but I think I'm all- shocked
2: considering the amount of vitriol you, you had.
0: Yeah. Well, the philosophical aspects of this shit
2: are just absolutely. Where are you going to put those then?
0: I don't know. Oh. <laughs> Okay. I'm really nihilistic about it, you know?
2: Very very nihilistic, okay.
0: Uh it's good. I don't have much else to elaborate here. Like this this script isn't good. No. <laughs> this is half baked. If you want no it's know, not, not you, good. It's if you want to bad. know what a half baked movie looks like and you don't want to watch the movie half baked, watch this.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually shocked
0: that you gave it a <laughs> world Guys, we watch, we've watched hold on. We've watched movies that are 1 2 and 3 legitimately they're fucking horrible movies. The, this isn't. This is at least somewhat competently made. I
2: think the problem is the the story, like the cohesive element of what it's trying to say, is so much worse than all of the other aspects of this movie that I might be like penalizing it more.
0: I no, you might be penalizing it appropriately. I might be giving it a benefit for how good it actually looks. Yeah.
1: No, I think Mark's Mark's yeah, that, right. too. That, about that. Make a
0: that makes a lot of sense. Okay. Mark. I, I I would be more inclined to say that I'm giving it a benefit for the level of quality. It's, that it actually looks like. Okay, of that's that's fine. Either what way, what the script actually there's
2: works. a thing happening here, listener.
1: That's gonna into world building and immersion, which is our second score. I'm gonna give it a five for world building and immersion. I was more immersed in this movie than I felt like they did a good job building the world. But there are enough very funny elements to this, enough comedic scenes. I like all the gore. They do a good job with all of that. Like it keeps you invested, and the dream sequences are so fucking weird you can't I can't get above a five because none of it makes sense together but I was interested in like all the individual pieces of it and they all look good and they're all well shot individually so I'm giving it a five Jake
2: I gave it a four I those dream sequences and in particular the monologues those really destroyed the balance that I started to feel like if if, I, if I'm watching the movie and I'm getting into a vibe then there'd be inevitably another one of the monologues if not a dream and a monologue together and those are kind of hard to deal with when I'm trying to, like, think about my enjoyment of the movie and my ability to, like, just roll with what it's presenting. Uh, not that they weren't interesting. I liked your point, Jack, about how those were intriguing in their own right. But as a whole, it's super off balance. So that's why it's below average. Fair enough. Mark.
0: We're all in the same boat. I, I think we're going to have a very consistent take across the board here. I gave this a five. So I guess I'm in Jack, uh, I'm in Jack's shoes here. But... I, I, the individual scenes are fun to watch. That I'm gonna go back and think about like when uh, Uriah is trying to <laughs> propose a relationship to uh, Olive's mother, and she's just like, you know what, just eat me out. That's fine. <laughs> That's <type> of- <laughs> it's a good. It is <laughs> a funny scene. It's a funny, it's a funny scene. Like there's comedy and like interesting little tidbits sewn throughout this thing. But if you Put any of these pieces of the puzzle together, like none of them fit together. It just makes nonsense. Yeah, this is just a whole bunch of nonsense sewn together by a bunch of individual scenes <laughs> that are kind of fun to watch. Yeah, so it's lef- definitely worse than average, but it's not terrible.
2: Yeah, yeah, yes,
1: yeah. uh That's gonna take us into scare factor. <laughs> I'm giving it a five for scare factor. I think that's high. But I Christ think it is. This it is. movie Fair does a lot high. of good stuff on the scare factor front. One, I think there are scenes. There are scenes where Robert Patrick is comedically creeping around the house, but there are also scenes where he is terrifyingly creeping around the house in the way that just like a very confident killer would. Um, there's also like he, in and of himself, is genuinely terrifying and very intimidating so I'm just very scared of him the spider scene like <laughs> he's an imposter the scene where she's reaching towards her eye with a spider on her finger while very stupid is very scary also um, I, I just think and the, the kills all look pretty good and the murders are pretty brutal in this like just the tomahawk kills and the hammer kills like it's all just ugh. it's all just pretty pretty brutal Um, it's it's a five for me Jake I forgot about the fact that he finds a tomahawk the, the only reason they did that was so she could have the line of it
2: being culturally cultural appropriation. Yeah, yeah did. that's the only
1: reason it was a tomahawk.
2: Um, Jack, I don't disagree with you that much. I I gave it a lower score, but considering my spider takes, it makes me feel a little weird about it. That was basically where I attributed all of this. I gave it a four. Yeah, we also didn't even talk about like, the
1: the like quiet place heel nail, and that fucked me up.
2: Yeah, well, I mean, that one, the thing is, it did, like, two false ones first, and then it was, yeah, like, obviously... Yeah, false ones were good there. Yeah, they were good, and I was, like, pretty sure that they weren't going to do it. Actually, here's how it went. I was like, they're totally not going to do it. They're going to be like, you're going to think she's going to step on it, and they're not going to. And I was like, okay, cool. And then I was like, they're definitely not going to have her do it now. And then she didn't do it again. And then there's a the third one, and obviously they have Tommy to. many rule of threes. Obviously you know? they have to on the third one.
0: Kristen Schaul the horse. Chris Dish, I was a <laughs>
1: That's not a rule of three exactly. thing, Mark. That's just a, no, if you not. keep going for eighteen I, minutes, eventually that's the rule of three, you'll make Jack, the audience lose their fucking
2: minds. <laughs> the spider's what did this for me. The spider was like a ten and everything else is meh.
0: He does kind of there is like a brief moment in this movie where it turns into home alone.
2: Mark, what did you do?
0: I gave it a three and a half. I guess I'm the lowest, but I think we're all I yeah. again, I think we're all in the same boat. I don't like going last on movies like this. I
2: On I mean, movies like this.
0: Where, yeah, I mean, I don't, when we're all agreeing on things where I just sound like I'm just trying to appease, but the the spider thing is legitimately good, (laughs) regardless of the fact that you probably can tell, I mean, spoiler alert, I can personally tell the difference between what my contact lenses feel like versus what a spider, a live spider feels (laughs) like on my fingertip. (laughs) Those two things are pretty easily distinguishable. Uh, And the other thing that I did highlight earlier that we didn't spend much time on is I actually think the... Composition of the shot where uh, Edith, Howard's dead wife... Yeah, that's a piano. cool, creepy shot. It's a cool, creepy shot. There's stuff yeah. in here that, like, if I were watching this with someone who wasn't particularly horror-friendly, that might stick to him. I think, in general, you need a better reason to attach yourself to a narrative for stuff like this to work so i don't think this is actually like gonna really haunt your nightmares type of thing but like the individual scenes much like the rest of the movie as a whole the individual scenes are well put together from a horror standpoint Mm -hmm. but they don't they aren't pieces of the overall summary of the movie fair yeah
1: that's going to do effects or judicious lack thereof. This is a 7 for effects for me. I think, think effects are one of the strongest parts of this movie. They all look really good. The practical gore looks really good. The spider is like very CG and it doesn't look good, but that's like it doesn't look Stop. bad either.
2: No, it does not look um,
1: bad. Um so like none of it looks none, the, none of the movie looks bad and the practical kills look good. So
0: I think we should I think we should try and dangle a spider into Jake's eye just to see what it's Just it a, looks for like science be, to test it out. I can't tell if this is a realistic spider in the eye type yeah. of thing or if this is a spider. can CG a spider, spider make a web that
1: fast? We gotta
0: figure all this stuff out. So we're just gonna we're just gonna
1: pop a quick spider into Jake's eye. And then move on uh, from there. Like, yeah. Jake yeah, what's like, like an
0: innocu- like a rude. black widow or something? What's your I effect score, Jake?
1: Jake doesn't care what I kind of a spider s- it is, Mark.
2: It's really <laughs> not scarier that it's more
0: deadly. Daddy Long, yeah, that
2: that it, there is, yeah, it's totally irrational. Trust me, I gave it a seven and a half. Jack pretty much agreed. The strongest part of this movie is the effects side. I'm interested to hear what Mark has to say, given the fact that he lambasted the fact that there's a lot of licensed music here. So, I'm interested to see if that's gonna be somewhat of a downgrade, but because we do have to talk about audio. However, I think it looked really good, so and I didn't have a lot to say about the whole audio aspect of the movie, it was fine. Seven and a half.
0: Mark, how about you. I mean, I guess I, I came up at the as the lowest on the totem pole, but that wasn't necessarily because of the licensed music. Although okay. I do think that's part of the totem pole here. I gave it a six. <laughs> okay. But look, it's inoffensive at best. Uh, none at of worst. it is in service of a larger goal, which I guess is the thing that puts a ceiling on all of this. I think it's right? better than inoffensive um, at best. Uh, I mean, inoffensive at best tops out as slightly better than average, so I feel like those two things are pretty congruous.
1: Maybe. I, I just thought that its effects were better than inoffensive. Some of them look actively good.
0: The fly on the camera was dumb as fuck. The CG, I mean, I love the Uriah kill, but it doesn't look that great um, when you go back and like watch it again. It's just, it's so sudden that you don't really pay that much attention to it, but Obviously, it's just like a quick cut to a you know mannequin hitting the floor. Um, I don't know. There's, there's, I I weigh a lot more of the reason for the effects going into this category than I think you guys might. And yeah. in a movie where there's no reason for anything to happen, I have a hard time going higher. Interesting. End. Wh- End of what take. was your
1: store? What was your rating? Six. six. Okay. It's going to take us into overall. Uh, this is a weird six for me overall. Um, I I enjoyed this movie. I think this is a, like, arguably good movie. It's very strange. It's very messy. It's very sloppy. But I think it's pretty good. I'm giving it a six. I, I liked watching it. I'm glad I watched it. Jake.
2: Yeah, that seems high to me. Yeah. I... When I think about how this hits me at the end, like at the end of the day, is this above or below average? And it has to be below for me. I gave it a five. I mean, it's not like I'm like way below you. What the problem with this movie was, as we've talked about a lot now, is just that it had no like discernible direction. And it didn't seem to care about that. Um, Or it was totally tone deaf to use the title of the movie. No, 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 uh, no. Don't give it that credit. I'm not, Don't give I'm it that credit. Not I'm trying not to. But, like, the pieces are there. Like, I can see really good aspects of this. It just didn't coalesce into anything that amounted to much. So it's a little bit below average. There are sparks, but it didn't land on anything that I would all that much recommend.
0: Mark. Cool. <laughs> Taking it over. I gave it a four and a half. I mean... Jake and I are pretty much aligned here. It's not a good movie. You shouldn't watch this. Um, it's uh, the, the it's thing that gets so, under it's my skin.
2: So okay that it's like uh, yeah,
0: that's the thing is it's 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 exactly okay. Yeah, and well, no maybe okay being below average. I think at that point. okay for the amount of movies out there that you can spend yeah. your time watching, okay is worse than average. Yeah, okay and. It's a very good... I, I did I did look back into what other movies this guy's made, and I think this is actually, like, his first thing that he's done, like, his first big... That Richard Bates is, like, this is the movie that he's done so far. Thanks. And he has... I mean, he has room to grow, you know? I, oh, yeah. I would be interested in what he does in the future, but, like... This will be an interesting one. A few years from now, if he continues to put out a few other blockbuster movies to go back to and be like, oh, he, lo- he looked, he he learned some stuff on this one.
2: And- I mean, he could direct a movie he didn't write. for That's uh, someone
1: should hire him for a really cool script they bought. Hire him to direct that movie.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> or 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 have him write and direct something and just give him a little bit of help on the editing front. Sure, like, all, we could try of either
2: things. of those, and I would be interested. This
0: is yeah, exactly. This is a great first take yeah but it's if this overall, is a directorial
2: debut i have no quote qual- no it is balls. a directorial yeah. debut as far i'm as fine can... with that yeah it's not as good as caveat it's not good, it's not good. but it's not good you know
0: right,
3: there
1: we go. <laughs> <laughs> right. who the hell would we recommend this to, to whom the hell would we recommend this thank you <laughs> to whom the hell would we recommend this <laughs> uh, uh look this is for no I, I mean you got the, the blowhard friends that like like talking about generational stereotypes a lot in very boring conversations. They have drunkenly at have bars. That friends. happens. I mean, I don't have those friends Do either. Do you have
2: friends that have blow that are blowhards that often, like to have those conversations? I, am, I find
1: myself sometimes in groups that are talking about that.
0: <sighs> um, okay, so I got Use it as on.
2: an insult the next time you're in that conversation, then. <laughs> That's when
0: I got okay. I got you you know what? You should watch you, you go watch Tone Deaf. You'll you love it. You forgot the name of the movie. Oh yeah, that's the name. What was tone the name deaf. of the movie? What was the name of the movie we just re- we yeah, just reviewed? Yeah, Tone Deaf. Okay, that thank one. you.
2: <laughs> totally forgot. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> okay. So to we got, whom the we hell got, I would well, recommend Hold on,
0: this. hold yeah. on. We got we got Robert Patrick fans. Also, yes, they like this.
2: Um, and Jack's wife. I still am flabbergasted as to how this. Yeah, came I, I that's I tr- the part I, that I, I don't
0: understand how this crossed her radar.
1: Yeah, I'll I'll follow up with her.
2: That's going to be a rocking Horwilds for next week. Is What was the actual inciting Explain incident? yourself. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, yeah, Robert Patrick fans and people that you want to uh, tell off that are talking about generational aspects at bars. Boringly. That's who. Yes.
0: Yeah, boor- yeah exactly. They're, they have strong takes about nihilism and scapegoats. Oh, cool. God.
2: <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, that's it. Are-, are we done? Yes. Let's get the fuck right. out of here. Thank you. This has been episode 226 of the Agency Horrorcast. If you're still here hanging out with us and you like what we got got going on, you might want to consider becoming a Patreon member. As Jack mentioned at the top of the episode, we are still donating all of our proceeds to Feeding America. That link is down there in the description below, along with all of our social media, our website, all of that good stuff. If you're still here, like I said, you can find that right down there in the description below. Also, the music that is coming at you right now is coming from Super Bear. As always, their links down there in the description below as well. Next week, we are continuing on with our current crop of horror movies. We're checking out a Mark. Thick. What a crop! It's going to be the. That's a crop. What a crop! It's going to be the guest, which I actually know almost. I know a little bit, but me too. I know I'm almost going in blind. All. I'm excited about this. I know almost, almost nothing. So I'm excited. I hope you're excited too. That's going to be coming at you roughly one week from today. I'm interested to see when today is in that respect, Jack. So, you know. I think you'll be surprised. You, know how, it you know how it goes? Until I'm happy. Will yes, I? Will. Okay. Until then, get your buddies, grab some beers, and go watch some horror movies. Have a great week, everybody. What do you guys do for fun? Drugs. Drugs. <laughs>